Hello and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar and with me today is... Luke. Followed by... Ralph. That's right. And today, I got the movies today. I'm big in the movies. Well, I picked them already. We've already seen them and we're going to review them. So those three movies are... Talk to me. The Australian horror movie making all the uh, sensational rounds. Making uh, its money well over its budget by now uh the indie darling from a24 that's uh that is still in theaters right now i don't know for how long though it's been out in theaters for almost a month at this point um we're going to review that movie talk to me and we're also going to review uh a movie that came out over a month ago about a month ago actually no wait no over a month yeah uh we're going to review barbie late to the game but the pink sensation movie that broke a billion dollars already uh we're going to review that movie as well that's right three grown men talking about barbie it's gonna be fun and by fun, I mean probably terrible. And then we're going to review, as part of our new marathon, the Parodies Marathon. I don't know if we should make up a, a specific name for the marathon, but Parodies Marathon for now. Uh, we're going to review Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, which is uh, a movie that's uh, hard to describe, let's say, but uh, a crazy ride nonetheless. You can always find this episode and all of our other episodes at our website, otherpodcast.com, not to mention wherever you're listening to us from, of course. And in there, you can see and keep track of the marathons that we're, cur- that we're currently on and in the past and, you know, that we've done. We recently went through our anniversaries Marathon Volume 3. Check that out as well. Our current one is in our calendar page. You can see what's going to come up next, you know, in the order of, uh, you know, of the picks that we got going on here. So you can keep up with us, watch in advance, Find it your own, you know. Find your own sources on the movies that we're going to review, and stay with us on that stuff. It's going to be fun. Uh, remember, that's otherpodcast.com. Now, Luke, what's going on with you? Hmm. Not a whole. Uh, hmm. Trying to think of what I actually did the last. Oh yeah, so there was a uh, kind of a newish uh, anime convention in the uh, Chicagoland area called Anime Magic. Mm-hmm. They've only they've only been around like a couple years, but it's like the newest or the youngest one, I'm assuming. So I went on the uh, Friday to check it out at the uh, Rosemont Convention Center. Yeah, yeah, it was tiny, but very promising. Very promising. Okay. Had a lot of vendors. Had a lot of like little sideshow things. Well, not this. clogged anyway, right? So that's good. No, no. But it's uh, yeah, it's it's no ace or anything like that. But nonetheless, still pretty fun to just navigate through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had this whole like show of like um, people drove in their cars into the actual convention center, like on the second floor. Which I was like, how the hell did they get these cars here? Like, where's the ramp? <laughs> right. <laughs> and they had like all, these are like you know some super nice cars, and they had like all the decals from like their favorite anime and like or you know or waifu or whatever. Oh, so it was pretty fun to look at. Then they had some cars that you know people imported from Japan, and those in itself were kind of cool. Oh, so like Toyotas. Yeah, that was a Supra that I saw from Japan. Mm. I was like, ooh, nice. Nice. That is cool. Um, I never even heard of it. But then again, I'm really bad with convention stuff. And they had like 15 tattoo artists there, just Mm. all along one wall. So you could get like tattoos and shit on the spot. They had like, they had this like weird like 3D printing place. It Mm. was like a huge like, like a trailer. And I guess Uh you would go in and I guess, I don't know. Indoors? Yes. What? Yeah, okay. so they had to drive that trailer up somehow, and like I guess they would make like a three D printed thing of you or your cosplay. I'm assuming. Wow, I don't know. 
seemed pricey, so I didn't even bother to look at it. Oh, I bet it is, and the smell yeah. of the resin and stuff, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah it was, it was fun to check out. Right on, right on. Yeah. What's it called again, just for uh, viewers? Uh, this one is called Anime Magic. Anime Magic. Check it out, guys, if you are interested, maybe since you're nearby city. No, yeah. no, it's only in Chicago. Oh, only? Okay, I thought they yeah, were... It's not like a traveling thing, like, you know... Oh, my like, bad. Okay, well, then. Yeah. 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 And then but the... Chicago uh, people only. Yeah. <laughs> then the next day, I went to uh, Madison, Wisconsin oh, for my. Mad with Power Fest. It's a power metal uh, festival, two days long. Right. Um, somehow, my favorite band, High Spirits, got on the bill. Hey, hey. So I drove, me and my buddy drove two hours just to get there, said hi to the band, saw them play for 40 minutes, saw them after, and we left. Mm-hmm. We drove another two hours back home. Well worth it. So the drives were like way longer than your stay. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the, I, I knew some of the other bands, but I was not going to stay around for them. Right. And it's funny because nobody knew High Spirits, barely anybody. And man, after the show was over, after they were done, there was a fucking line for their merch. That's good. That's dope. Yeah, they really won that crowd over. Yeah, it's hard to imagine that they are not known because they're so good. Even oh. I even I am a fan and I'm not like a knowledgeable guy on yeah. this kind of music, but I'm a huge fan of their all their all their albums are kinda of hits. All of them. Yeah. All oh, I can't hits. wait for the the new one is uh the new single's coming out, I think, September 15th, and then the new album is coming out in November. Yeah. That that thing has gotten me some, like, low-key credit with some people, because um, I would mention that band, like, when people talk about music, especially other people that are really into music, and I mention, uh, <laughs> I mention them, and they'd be like, you know, high spirit, you know, yeah. and like, yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, that's something. They're kind of like, huh, no, you would know that band, right, <laughs> kind of thing. It's like a little test. Um, that's excellent. Raf, what about you? How many concerts and conventions did you go to? Zero. Oh. I don't have time to do those things. All right, your father. Wah, wah. <sighs> uh, and a hubby. Yeah, I also don't want to drive two hours. I mean, no, I wouldn't do that either. Not for like my favorite. One way to drive two hours back. Yeah. Well worth it. Yeah. Not on the same day either. Absolutely not. That's a lot of driving. Yeah. yeah. Lot. Does not seem fun to me. Um, I mean, I could have watched the whole thing on Twitch because it was streamed on Twitch, but it's not the same. Yeah, you could have watched Lollapalooza on Hulu too. I'd rather shove on the rusty screwdriver in my kneecap. Well, you know, tomato, tomato. Um, Get that infection in there, huh? No, yeah. What have I been doing these last few weeks? Nothing really. Been trying to watch some anime. Been trying to uh, <clears throat> work around this. It's been a Weird time of no overtime at work for me. Like um, non-available, you mean? No, it's or available. It's just, you just not, take it. it's not beneficial for me to take, though. It's like just... <laughs> you actually got to work, huh? No, it's not that. It's just there's nothing that works for my time slot that I want to work. So, hmm. um, so besides that, really, I haven't been doing much of nothing. Leo started school. Um, <laughs> right. So, yeah. yeah. Man, that's that's crazy. Can't believe because we're already back in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It we're seems early. Cool. It does seem. Uh, so it does uh, the pumpkin spice being back as early feels too. So it does, right? They both feel like September things, but they are not. Well, so it's going to be a July thing, and then then. Let's make it year round. Honestly, it's going to be a year round, right? Exactly. Yeah. No, then I we're going to do that. They no, love, I know they, they love the wait. They love the wait. Um. 
Yeah, but besides that, really, I haven't been doing much. Uh, I've been, like, busy and not busy. Like, I've been doing random things here and there, but hmm. um, nothing crazy, to be honest with you. But when I do do stuff, I'm always busy. Like, everything collides on one day, you know? Yeah. So, like, it's one of those things. So It's just, besides that, really, nothing crazy. Like, this tomorrow, uh, you know, Saturday coming up is the busiest Saturday in the world for everybody, apparently. Like... I feel like it is. Oh yeah, people are asking me to work for them. I'm I'm already working an event. I have a party to go to afterwards. I got Bears tickets for this Saturday. I got uh, there's so much things going on. There's a concert tomorrow. (laughs) Like, yeah, I don't think we're I don't think we're going to that concert. I have a party to go to anyway. So if we were, I would have gone. I would have just met you guys up late at night. Yeah, Uh, probably post ten o'clock. I would have just shown up. I'll probably go to Metal Market tomorrow. There's like there's so much stuff going on that I've been invited to tomorrow. Let me know about Metal Market, though, Chief. Disgusting. It's actually going to be by your place, Oscar. Well, I mean, hit me the deets. I don't know anything about what you're talking about. But um, so more to come, really. So next time you'll have a lot more to say, is what you're saying. Potentially, yeah. Got it. Um, On my end, I I mean, I I feel there's some stuff this weekend coming up too for me. Not crazy. Nothing like what you said, Ruff, I would say. Um, um, But like. there's some stuff for sure, but I think I'll, I'll also wait on to actually have experienced them to mention it here. Um, but yesterday I went on a crazy, I'm not shilling for Audible, but I spent like eight, six credits for eight books essentially. And, um, and I want to talk about something funny about it because I mentioned to you guys already. I got, I didn't know that Lauren Graham, the actress has uh, written a few books and I got one of the latest ones, which is titled, I haven't, I told you this already, which I assume is a comedy. Some sort of lighthearted comedy, maybe memoir. I have no idea. Autobiography, and I uh, found that kind of intriguing. It was part of their sale, and uh, Dear Girls by Ali Wong as well, who is a comedian that I don't love, but I, I like for sure. Um, as an actress, I actually like her more. Um, take that. Um, I also got, interestingly enough, chlamydia. Uh, nope. Oh, okay. I got a combination of like fantasy and sci-fi books that. <coughs> That have been on my list for a while that I'm okay. finally going to get to read. Hopefully this year, if not next year, for sure. It's uh, I got the Invisible Life of a- Addie Larue, which I think is was made into like a TV movie. But anyway, mm. the book I hear is fantastic. I hope so. Anyway, and uh, this is how you lose the time war is another. Oh, that's one. a good one. I read that one. I I'm going to read that one next or soon. I, actually, I think I have listened and I have read. Oh, yeah, really? That was a good. Yeah, I really I think they're still talking about making that into like a TV show. Probably it's. I mean, these are all pretty it's big great, titles. Though. I think yeah. uh, Flux is another. That's actually a new one. Came out earlier in the year, and then the Ministry of the Future or Ministry for the Future. My bad. Uh, I also got that, and I also went to like Barnes and Noble's. Got some physical copies of books, and I also took took advantage of that. Um, do you have a um, a Chicago Public Library card? I do somewhere. I haven't used because actually, if you go and because there's a web thing called Libby that I use. And you could get books and audiobooks. Right. No, I, I definitely heard it. I should really get into that. Pretty yeah. sure I still owe some, you know, I, I see money take, to them, TikToks so. about it. That's what I thought, bro. That is oh. what I thought. I just went and I was like, hey, I haven't had one in quite a while. And they're just like, okay. They looked me up and they're like, no, you're good. And just made it be one. Hmm. Support your local library. No, I really should. You know the last time I went to my local library? Hmm. 2002. This year, this year to go vote. When was the last time you went for library for purposes? Books. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe 2010, 2011. 
Wow. Sure. When I graduated college, that's when you went. <laughs> that's roughly when it was. Um, so I said maybe. Could it be before. And, and despite all those books, those are like eight already. I have 18 more books that I got by Stephen Erickson's Malazan yeah. Book of the Fallen. You let me know how some so, of those books are. I, I'd be opposed to, especially the, oh, what's the one you just said? The, um, the, the Ali Wong. The Ali Wong one? Okay. Yeah, let me know because I feel like. Uh, I don't mind her voice. She does narrate, you right? Yeah, she yeah. she co-narrates it. But good, yes. good. I, I just I don't mind her voice, but sometimes I also feel like if, especially when you're doing something for your own work, you should do it by yourself. You should be your own voice. I wouldn't want to hear anybody else. Well, it's funny because I think some people have terrible voices. They should definitely hire someone to do. Well, it. that's a different story. But if you're a person, oh, you mean, act, people, you mean like comedians? And, yeah, oh, yeah, I, see, yeah, I, see, I, I see, I see. I mean those people. I mean like people who are well known already, and especially in a video format or audio format. Why are you not doing your own? In voice that thing? case, I agree as well. Yeah. Yes, okay, cool. in that sense. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's a lot of books. So I got, like I said, or like I told these guys earlier off area, I got this year covered the rest of the year, and I got like half of next year covered. Nope. Done. It's done. And I even have like um not a podcast, but a YouTube channel that covers the Malazan Book of the Fallen series, all oh, really? books. And they haven't done all of them yet. They're doing them. They're on their fourth or third book right now. So by the time I get to next year, they should have another few in the can. And I'm just going to follow through with them on their chapter by chapter. Oh, however they do it. And it'll be fun to have a companion piece on that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for that stuff. Because um, right now I've been just rereading a bunch of things. I haven't been in the mood for anything crazy or anything, whatever. Um, anyway. Now we're going to get into some recent discoveries, shall we? All right. And, uh, Luke, you have some shit this time. That's good. I think this time and last time. Two times yeah, in a row. Yes. Good. Um, I saw a documentary that I've been trying to... I, came out late last year um called dio dreamers never die obviously about the band ronnie james dio no the man ronnie james dio oh the man okay the man behind the band yeah the and band it was awesome because it's like i always knew about dio and like the band and like oh yeah i know he did like he had a stint in like rainbow and black sabbath but i honestly thought that those things came like after dio mm. and i just actually learned that like, oh no he was in those bands before dio like self-titled uh, was actually his third fucking band or metal band right so yeah and then like he did all these previous yeah, i have things. a few friends that are diehard fans diehard yeah. fans for sure so yeah i mean the man is a legend he is like well, the reason we have like the metal horns in a way mm. he that was kind of his thing like he's the one that started it so that's cool yeah it was a great documentary it's very sad that he Fortunately, passed way too early due to Whoa, uh, cancer. Spoilers. Shut the fuck! It was like 20. for real life. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was a great thing, and there was a lot of cool people. Uh, you know, were in there like his wife, people from uh, uh, Rob Halford from Judas Priest. You had people from uh, some of the other bands that he played. People, um, Geezer Butler from Black Sabbath, Bill Ward from Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. I mean, all kinds of musicians came out, except one, which I was so thankful was not on there. Dave fucking Grohl. Oh, yeah. Wait, he didn't make a guest appearance? God. Wait, he always makes that appearances. Even, yeah. even in the credits? Thank fucking God. Not didn't he executive the produce the movie? No. Not, a, not even a special thanks, Dave Grohl, no. for not showing up? Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, unless you count, like, the one clip of the show, like, because obviously... They, they ah, wanted, they got well, you. Well, no, he wasn't in there, but they showed a Nirvana thing, because they went okay. uh, how, like, metal just died off the second grunge became a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 
Okay. So they always have to show that one smells like Teen Spirit music video clip. Yeah. So, so he was of, somewhat in it. He was in it, it, but he didn't talk. He was just yeah, behind yeah, the drums. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Dave Grohl still makes a pop up. Uh, uh, where is it located? This movie, in case people want to. Um. It. Honestly, I saw it through a friend. I believe it's like a Showtime thing. You okay. know, you have access to that, right? Yeah. Well, uh, I was at my friend, so we all watched it together. Okay. <laughs> then it was, I was like three of us in at the end. <laughs> My one buddy, because uh, obviously it was a very emotional ending, because when he passes away, my buddy nailed that fucking BBs and butter thing. Like, uh, you cried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, classic. Um, and so I noticed that you have one more movie, right? Yes. Because it looked like you have four more. But the title of this thing is so long. Wow, who is title? I mean, he's about to say it, but. Wait, wait, uh, so, oh, oh, I thought he had three movies. Yeah, no, no he does not. He has like two. So, uh, Oh, yeah, I thought it was three. No. Oh, okay. So, Pith is not part of this fucking filmmakers. Yeah, can continue. Good. What's the so, it's one? only two. Jesus yeah, the, Christ. The next... <laughs> so, he really was trying to beat me in time. I was. So. I was. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I, I was like, can... ooh, perfect. Okay, so this one is called Murder in the Front Row. Uh, front row. Wait for it. <laughs> you can't even finish. <laughs> Murder in the Front Row, the San Francisco Bay Area Thrash Metal Story. Can so it be a little bit more specific in what the hell is about? I think all it needs is the year. <laughs> right? Or whatever. Um, so the, this actually came out in about 2019. Hmm. Um, yeah. and Ooh, pre-pandemic. I, yes, pre-pandemic. And I'm trying to think. Uh, I think I saw it. I think it was a great year for me, guys. Why? I don't know. <sighs> Oh, just a lot of good, lot of some good stuff happened. Twenty nineteen, yeah, yeah. I spent nine months in Alaska. It was great. Then I went to Japan. Great time. I yeah. didn't see Luke for nine months. Yeah, I missed you too. Anyways, uh, I actually I saw this through Freebie. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. yeah. I get. I hate, I hate how intertwined it is with Amazon, though. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. It's like, oh yeah, that sounds interesting, which is not a bad thing. But it's like we put it on Freebie, so you watch something on Freebie. And you're like, what the fuck, mm-hmm. Amazon? Like. Yeah, oftentimes I take stuff out of my list when I find out it was on freebie. Like, oh, no. I'm not that interested to watch it. <laughs> anyway, back to this movie. Yeah. Um, Murder in the Front Row. I think it's based off a book by the same name that chronicles the whole entire rise of thrash metal in the San Francisco Bay Area. But it's pretty in-depth, I think, or gives you the general knowledge of it. It talks about uh, Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, Exodus, Anthrax, Testament, Death Angel. It's just the beginning of the thrash metal scene in that metal in the early days. So also, uh, the, it's, um, narrated by a comedian, uh, Brian, uh, Pussain, Cause he's a huge metal head. So. Yeah. That sounds familiar. I know. That's yeah. That one guy who, he was, was in just shoot me. I haven't seen that. Since it came was, out, wasn't he in just shoot me? I mean, super, I, again, I super seen tall, movie. bald, nerdy guy. Sure. All right. Yeah, so, nailed it. If you see him, you know who he is. Yeah, you I'm sure. I'm sure I do. So yeah, but um, pretty awesome documentary. Definitely like things. It kind of like told me about bands I kind of knew about, never really listened to. Like uh, possessed, I knew of them. Didn't know that the, they were started off like in a thrash metal thing. Then they were kind of credited for creating death metal. And the did, early... they, did they show the uh, clip of? No, Nirvana? they did not. Nope. Nope. Did Dave do nope, the... he was also not in this one. Thank oh, God. What, what does he have to do with it? <laughs> I don't know. Dave Grohl? Yeah. 
I'm telling you, I think at this point they just give him a special thanks yeah, for not being in the role. Is literally like in every fucking because everything. I, no, I'm saying, but he has nothing to do with the topic. Is my point. Is it about? Is it about music? Yeah, he's got he's got to do with the topic. You know what? And you got to give up. You got to champion him for that, right? He's uh he's a he's a big guy, and he wants to make sure that all of this gets recognized, right? Mm. Yeah. I don't. Know. Haters. Gonna Anywho. Hate. Yeah. <laughs> Good documentary. W- worth checking out. Um, Where is this? We said. Like people hating Prime. Mr. Beast. Oh, you said not Prime. You said a freebie. freebie. Yeah, right. freebie. Got it. So, check it out if you're interested. Um, yeah. Right on. Uh, Rob, you have one, one word titled movie. Yeah. I kept mm-hmm. the nice, short, sweet. Yeah, because that's why you saw it, because it's one word title. Mm, I was going to watch, actually, the Insidious movies. Um, I was okay, going to start watching iTunes. it, because they're on your iTunes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, damn, I should start watching these movies. And I just kept, and I was like, yeah, you know what? Let me see what else I can watch before I, before I decided to pull the trigger on this, right? Yeah. And uh, I happened just to scroll through Prime, and I came across Vengeance. Um, not Freebie, Prime. Yeah. Uh, a writer from New York City attempts to solve the murder of a girl he hooked up with and travels down south to investigate the circumstances of her death and discover what happened to her. This is written, directed, and starred by B.J. Novak, and I've always loved B.J. Novak. Um, the fact that he just does everything on his own is kind of crazy. Um, kudos to him. Mm-hmm. I just love B.J. That you do. Um, but yeah, so this is uh, it's got a weird cast when you think about it. Uh, it's got a Boyd Holbrook, um, Ashton Kutcher. Is that fucker and everything? It, lately, right? It does feel like that, yeah. Um, Issa Rae. Hmm. Um, apparently John Mayer's in it. John Mayer. Uh, so yeah. Word. Uh, it's, I actually like the movie more. And I remember you saying the, I like how like very meta also, like it's talking about, and if <laughs> there's that one part, it's like he's make, he ends up making the, the whole, everything I described in the movie, um, in the title is, um, uh, description my apologies and the description is basically uh he goes down there and he tries to he ends up kind of like making a podcast out of it because that's what he does he works for the, the new yorker and uh he's trying to get something going and he's like i can make a podcast out of this kind of thing like get work out of this while i'm down here as well right and kill two birds with one stone situation and he does and it's and it's funny because like i the way they were starting the thing especially when he was narrating stuff it felt like this very this american life kind of style and I was like, it's so white. And then they kind of like have a version of a this American life in the, in the thing. Oh, really? In the movie. They, they said it. Like, oh, hey, we're, we're, they didn't say this American life, but there was something else that would have been like this American life. And it was just really funny. And I was like, oh, yeah, we can help you like with promote your product. I was like, cool. Um, I thought it was a cool movie. I thought it was a cool uh, mystery movie, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was fun. It was a fun ride. I do. I don't know what I think about the ending. Um, I remember. I think. I, I think you had an issue with this Oscar. Um, also, I, I never saw this movie. Did you? Yeah. Or was it you, Oscar? Was I saw. It? I was looking. I did saw you it. like? Did you like the ending? Were you? Honestly, I don't even remember what the ending was now. Yeah. So I think uh, the the ending it, it definitely like changes the quote unquote twist. Maybe. Yeah, I guess you could say. Yeah. Or who 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 done it? Uh, I yeah, I guess. Um, it's more like the ending. I don't want to spoil it. Of course not. Um, it does take a turn. And I just don't know if it's a good turn for the, uh, but it is character development at least on that on that yeah. plus side. Um, but uh, the, overall, I would say B.J. Novak is doing all the heavy lifting here. 
because uh, it does star him and yeah. he's uh, everywhere. And he just feels very relatable. Very, uh, mm-hmm. you, he feels like one of those persons. Like you can you can believe everything he is, and you're like, oh yeah, I can see that. I can see that from you. Like I can see yeah, everything yeah. he sell whatever he's selling, and that's really good. Um, and everybody else is also feels um, like a character, but not overplayed in a weird way. I don't know how to explain that one. Um, okay, because they're in Texas. He goes to Texas to do all this right from New York City to Texas is where his um, the murder the murder happened. And um, and yeah, and and so there. You know, like BJ really... Nomad sounds like a more successful Justin Long. That's how he <laughs> looks like to me. Oh yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, way way more. <laughs> I would say yeah. Maybe and, talent uh, is a better word because I don't know. Just I think I think talented is better. Yeah, he's got that. He's got a children's book, BJ Novak, which is hugely popular. Didn't know that. He's got a, it's uh the book with no words and it, or the book that uh, you you can't like not I forget what it's called I think it's the book with no pictures and all that and but he makes you read everything and like forces you to do all these things it's it's got a funny book okay. um really 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 nice book for kids um anyways and uh yeah like I said the, I think he does a really good job of that and he uh, just how he explains everything I, I know what you want I'll be right there he'll and um I feel. Like I said, he feels very relatable for the person, for the type of person he's playing, and everybody else does does too. And no one really feels out of place. Action Kutcher a little bit, but then when you find out, you're like, oh, okay, no, not, not anymore. And everyone, and it just feels very. Everyone plays really well. Um, it's like a really cool. St- yeah, lived in for sure. Uh, it's a really cool under two hours, uh, hour forty seven. It says. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah. easy watch. I had a good time. Sadly, I had to put pause like thirty six times because I kept getting interrupted. How rude! Um, it's so rude. But besides that, yeah, I would recommend it. I think you like it, Oscar, overall. Yeah, I mean, it's in my list to watch. It's been in my prime list. I just haven't yeah. done it yet. Press play. <clears throat> For sure. Yeah. So that's what I've been watching. Yeah, it's one of the movies from last year that I wanted to catch up with. That once I once uh, I couldn't, I was like, oh, well, I'll watch one of it. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I saw, so originally, if you guys remember, audiences, of course, I'm talking to the uh, listeners here. Um Originally, we were going to review The Last Voyage of the Demeter, and I changed it Oh for, no! for obvious reasons. They're about to become clear right now. So, but I saw it regardless. I saw it first, and then that's when I changed it. I texted you guys right after, basically, and said, like, hey, can we change it to talk to me instead? Um, anyway. We, we complained. We argued. No, we they, really no, wanted no, to. No, yeah. they, they were like, I don't give a yeah, shit. I'm a huge we were like, they were like, I don't we give like, a shit. I could quote it. Exactly. I think you say that exactly. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to find it. Um, a crew sailing from Carpathia to England find that they are carrying a very dangerous cargo. Um, it's Dracula. Cargo. It's Dracula, guys. It's Dracula. It's a Dracula movie. Apparently, this has been made before. I'm this going story. to suck. So this story, Your blood. This, this story is like a chapter or like a footnote chapter or a section in the book of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, and they so. just over getting, the over the decades they made what. The, him, get, him getting transported is in the story? Yeah, yeah. The Demeter oh, is uh, a, a voyage that's... Like, he is accredited as one of the three writers, Bram Stoker. You oh, know, okay. Because they took a lot of the stuff, like, right off the page. Oh, I didn't know um, that. Huh. Yeah, I didn't really know that either. Um, I should probably read Dracula. <laughs> um, now that I think about it. I've seen the movie, of course. But anyway. Uh, the movie starts with Corey Hawkins, Aisling Frank Siozzi. Hmm, nailed that. Liam Cunningham and other people. Um... So, uh, ultimately, this movie is a super serious version, like a gothic 
I wish it was much more gothic. Like, I kind of wish Tim Burton did it, you know, or something like that. But um, this is a super serious period piece movie. Uh, the dread and the horror is all like, not muted, that's not the right word. It's um, very um, suspenseful, and it's like nothing in this movie at all is any kind of humor or anything like that. It's not like, it's basically the opposite of Renfield. The opposite. Okay. You know, we reviewed that movie earlier in the year. So this is good? Oh, you would think so, but no, I think it goes too much in that direction. Unfortunately, this movie's problem is that it's too stilted, it's too predictable, and ultimately, and I didn't know this, like I said, either I I've mean, seen we something We know how I it's going to end, right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he obviously gets to, from point A to point B. Right, right. But the whole thing is that, well, they also kind of change up a little thing, you know, whatever. Um, it, it does act like it's a historical thing that they're doing, which is kind of cool. Kind of wish they leaned into that more or in a more uh, fun way. I don't know, more inventive way, more of a clever way. What the fuck? What's that? Sorry. More your coins? Oh, that's rough. Okay. I was blaming Luke immediately. It's funny how I blame Luke immediately. I mean, I would have um, too. How rude. <laughs> I mean. But I'm muted. I'm, I'm basing this on facts and history. Anyway. Um. So, uh, yeah, ultimately, this movie was kind of boring, is the thing, is that I wouldn't have much to say about it. It doesn't have anything to say, really. It is barely a survival thing that where we know no one's going to survive, you know? And uh, I didn't love it. Just didn't, I barely, I barely, I like some stuff in it, for sure, but, like, I just wish it had more style. I wish how, it had how more. How was Corey Hawkins in it? Yeah, he's good. He's okay. They're not giving a whole lot to do. I mean, he's the main star, for sure, but, like, yeah, that's fine. Honestly, I'm forgetting it as I'm talking about it. So, um, which is not a great sign. Anyway, so I, I thankfully I, I changed it up because it would have been bad, I think, to review it. And we could have just ripped on this movie for like ten minutes and called. That's it never day. fun because you're, you're you're terrible at it. Um, we're all terrible at it. I mean, to a point uh, about ripping. I mean, it's, even a, a movie that's that's bad but has a lot of shit in it. It's more. This one doesn't have that much shit to make fun. You know, it doesn't have a lot to say. Like I said. So anyway, I move on now. Move on to uh, I saw Netflix's latest action thriller action movie. Nice, uh, Heart of Stone. Has anyone seen or heard of it? Uh, yeah, I have heard of it. I haven't seen it yet. That was on the short list for my next movie pick. Also, I mean, it still can be if you want. Um, I, I, we'll see how it pans out. I mean, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. I'm going to tell you right now. Um, Heart of Stone, let me see. An intelligence operative for a shadowy global peacekeeping agency races to stop a hacker from stealing its most valuable and dangerous weapon. Uh, this movie stars Gal Gadot. It's like her, one of her uh, few, precious few, starring roles other than Wonder Woman, of course, that That's are action-driven. That's the reason why I was going to choose this movie. Yeah, and I would say she is good. You know, she's she's solid. You know, I wish she had... More interesting things happen to her character, but like the first half of the movie for sure is very solid. Like I really liked her character until things got explained. Uh, Jamie Dornan is also in this movie who was like, he has such bad guy face, you know, he's such a bad guy. Anyway, and Aliyah Bhatt are the top, are the top three here. And uh, like I said, the first half of this movie is really cool and interesting. I, it has a very Citadel. Anyone saw that show on Prime? No, the one they spent, like, no it keeps recommending dollars. it to me. Because no, they I spent a half a billion dollars on it. I keep why. seeing ads for it, though. I saw the entire show. Is it worth it? No. Uh, they, they, <laughs> what, they, what they don't do, is unfortunately, is that they don't spend the money on writers. They only spend it on the effects. So the writing is so bad. Lame. Like, it's really bad. So I would say Heart of Stone is better writing. Um, oh. And thankfully, it's only one movie. It's not an entire show. They have to drag things out. 
but it has very similar vibes to Citadel, like a secret shadowy agency that does good, but they get infiltrated and destroyed from some other nefarious thing. Very similar vibe, very similar plot here. Um, except that this one has, instead of a Citadel has a couple, you know, that are starring in that, and this one's just one Gal Gadot. Uh, the action's okay. I wish it was more interesting, but like it was pretty solid. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. And uh, there's some stuff in there that was kind of fun for sure. Inter- you know, sometimes funny dialogue. It's just like a a really good movie of the week, but not a good like movie. But you know, I mean, like I wouldn't see this in the theater. You know, but Heart of Stone. I wish I had more to it. I wish I explained more. Or maybe it was more of a process movie, or didn't go immediately to the world ending thing that I hate. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I mix mixed feelings for sure, but it wasn't as terrible as maybe the reviews are. But it's definitely not amazing. So that's Heart of Stone on Netflix if you're interested. Um, next up here, I saw the movie that the movie we're reviewing is not really based on, but it kind of is hard to say, right? The, the movie, the movie that says in the beginning of the movie, right. That we're not that movie. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. So I saw, I, I had to make sure that was what you were talking about. Yes. It's exactly what I'm talking about. It's a, I saw Valley of the Dolls from 1967, uh, film version. This is a, so this is a description. Sorry. <clears throat> film version of Jacqueline Susan's best-selling novel chronicling the rise and fall of three young women in show business. Uh, starring uh, Jacqueline Susan, of course, Helen Deutsch, and Dorothy Kingsley. Uh, famously, this movie also has Sharon Tate in a supporting role. You guys know who Sharon Tate was? She's the one that got... Uh... Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, killed by, by the Mansons, Polanski's yeah, yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's like unfortunately her biggest thing ever. Uh, she was only in a couple of movies here and there, and this is one of the biggest ones. She's, actually, this is probably her biggest role, and she's definitely like a minor character. Um, Valley of the Dolls. So, um, so interesting to watch this movie. It's one of those um, cult classics. That a lot of people reference. A lot of people. A lot of movies reference this movie. This movie, and uh, I want to see what this. You know, and obviously, I wanted to know the backstory to the movie we're reviewing tonight. So. <clears throat> good so good I, I saw it to us. not knowing anything about it and it's I would say it's a convoluted story about LA and how it corrupts these three women in different ways uh, through relationships through what they call dolls dolls are code or uh, not code it's what they call the pills that they're addicted to uh, downers right yeah I, yeah downers and I think they're downers I'm not 100% and, uh, but that's what they call them giving my little dolls you know that's what they're referring to so value the dolls makes more sense now um, <clears throat> and the movie has um, not, re- you know, having seen having seen it after already seeing so many LA stories. Not to mention the one of the best ones called Starry Eyes. I can't even like this movie is so rudimentary. I wish I had more going on. It's kind of boring and kind of dry, way more than I expected, even for a sixties movie. But overall, I get this message for sure, and some of those endings for sure. Like I think some of them were semi impactful. And it has uh, something to say for sure. It does have a lot to say. So I'm not going to like take the power away from this movie in that regard. I can see in a different year, a different time period, this movie affecting me a lot more. And unfortunately, did not this time around. Um, and uh, I do kind of wish that the acting wasn't so melodramatic either. It kind of was a little too much for me. Um, wasn't it how they did things back in the day? No, not, every- no, not everything. No, no. And uh, I think still- that's how we f- we want to look at it through that lens, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say also that just like Heart of Stone, the first half of this movie, I think it's better than the second half um, for several reasons, you know, acting performances, the story sure. plot getting going. 
was more interesting than the plot ending. So that that's Valley of the Dolls. Um, I I I you know I sail the seven seas for this movie, so I don't know where you can find it. Um, check it out, regardless if you can. Next up here, I saw a movie you guys have seen. I think The Covenant or Covenant. What are you guys calling it? The movie with what's his face in it? With uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, this is a movie that came out this year. Guy Ritchie movie. Guy Ritchie is a Covenant, actually. This movie stars uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Dar Salim. Oh, maybe. I think I saw that one. You Luke just, saw it, not me. Yes. Uh, I thought it was both of you. No, Luke went to go watch it because, you know, America. Right. Okay. During the war in Afghanistan, a local interpreter risks his own life to carry an injured sergeant across miles of ruling terrain. Uh, it's funny. This movie is not exactly what I expected. I mean, it is that. What I just said in the synopsis. But it's like really half the movie. And not even half. That's more of a third of the movie. Um, this movie is actually separated really nicely. Like it takes its time to get going. Like it really tries to really paint the whole life in the day picture of like what's it like over there? What's it like with these characters? What's it like living with them? There's this whole third of the movie in the beginning, right? Where we get to know his team and we get to know this guy, this interpreter that they just meet. And all this shit. And then the events happen. And then that the, the second third is uh, this guy, like I said in the description, Dar Salim, gets him out, right? Through these grueling circumstances, manages to save this American soldier and behind enemy lines and all this. It's a crazy story. And then the third half, it's like what the trailer was talking about, which is so funny because it's like such a, a late movie start thing where uh, this sergeant, you know, is pissed off that... Um, now that Afghanistan, you know, whatever, like they can't get him out. They can't get his interpreter to mm-hmm. give him his visa to get the fuck out of there because bureaucracy. Uh, right, right, right. Bureaucracy and shit like that. And he's like on the top ten most wanted for the what are the bad guys there? Not the ISIS, they're called Taliban. Taliban, thank you. And um and he has to go save him. And has to go get him out. And then that's another action crazy thing. And it's such a it's such a much more like regulated movie into these three very specific sections. So so I liked it, is my point. I liked really it because of the way it was set up. Um, I would say that the movie does seem to really have disdain for bureaucracy or any kind of government involvement, but it has an ex- but doesn't tries, doesn't try to do that with the actual military complex or anything like that. It doesn't have anything bad to say about soldiers or anything like that, but it does have a lot to say, I think, about the problems with red tape and shit like that. Anything that really, anything that looks like that, because it does, it does get kind of heated with that shit. Um, besides that, I kind of liked the movie. It wasn't like Guy Ritchie's best by far. No, it wasn't a Guy Ritchie movie. Um, yeah, it, it also, I would In say, it also sense. didn't feel like a Guy Ritchie movie. I don't mean no. just dialogue. I think I just in general, like I think uh, his um, Jack the Giant stock was not him. I think that one had more. More, more of a flair to it. The King Arthur movie he made had much more flair to it, even though that movie was fucking bonkers. And I think uh, this movie, like, really is flairless. So, like, it has a lot less guy richiness in it, um, which that which is disappointing because you know he has developed as a, a style, you know. So that kind of sucks. That does suck. But uh, overall, like I said, I wasn't mad with the movie. I overall enjoyed it. So that's the Covenant, uh, available to rent. I'm sure by now. Um, lastly, I went to the theaters and saw Blue Beetle. Is anyone going to see this movie? I want to, I but might. I'm also not liking the style it's shot in. What do you mean style? Uh, so every trailer I've seen 
for it because you know I just kind of unavoidable if you go to the movies, mm-hmm. um, especially with Luke. <laughs> <clears throat> you actually make it in time for trailers. Anyways, um, I get you... there. Shut up! I get there before <laughs> the trailers start, my friend. It's disgusting. Anyways, um, that's sad. For uh, the style feels like uh, like a shot like a like the speed wise or whatever like telenovela style almost um, um, in a weird way. Well. Parts of it, you're not wrong. It's definitely a stylistic choice to... So, okay, maybe maybe me to think. But you're right. I, I see where you're going with that. Mm-hmm. Um, an alien scarab chooses Jaime Reyes to be its symbolic... Symbiotic, sorry, not symbolic. Symbiotic host. Bestowing the recent college graduate with a suit of armor, like Iron Man, that's capable of extraordinary, extraordinary powers, forever changing his destiny as he becomes a superhero known as Blue Beetle. Uh, what I love about this movie is unfortunately what only makes it unique or makes it only, um, how do you call it, relatable to me, uh, which is that it's entirely made by Latino people. It is, yeah. Uh, directed by Angel Manuel Soto, written by Gareth Dunet Alcocer. But I will give something to lose. I'll throw him a bone here so you can yeah. watch it too, okay? Okay. The cinematographer mm-hmm. is Pavel something Polish. Something because Polish. Because he's Polish. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Just letting you know. Anyway, it stars uh, Cholo Marudena. Cholo. Bruna Marquis, mm, Marquesin. Marquesine? No, Marquesin. Anyway, Becky G. Uh, and obviously, uh, George Lopez is probably the biggest name on this movie, actually. Um, yeah, obviously, it sucks that they couldn't promote this movie with Strike and all that, so it didn't make any money. Yeah, yeah they, they like, barely yeah. promoted it. Like, it was, like, a yeah. touch of promotion. $5 million dollars on opening weekend. That's pretty sad. Um... Mm-hmm. But this movie kind of worked. Now, I also I heard say, this movie was supposed to be for HBO Max exclusive. It wasn't supposed to come out to theaters. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know anything about it. I know very little. Interesting. So Blue Beetle is, uh, unfortunately, a very cookie-cutter superhero movie. It doesn't have, it doesn't, like, strain the thing. It doesn't, like, change the 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 way superhero movies have been used to being made. This is definitely phase one, phase two. Maybe early phase two era. Well, that's what it's going to be, right? Superhero. I'm saying this is very cookie cutter. So what you expect is what you are going to get. Even the villain is very similar to like Iron Man's first villain, you know, in many ways. Um, but that said, though, all of the charm and the character development revolving around this movie is centered to be made for, at least in my case, Mexicans or Latinos or Latino Americans. It's very, very nostalgic for that, Rob. I think there's a Maria del Barrio reference, two of them in this movie that I got completely. That's kind there's of a Chapulín Colorado, two references of that fucker yeah. uh, that I got. Uh-huh. I mean, super fast. Like, I can see a lot of people. I also saw this in a crowd where I think I was the only Hispanic. And I could, I could see the stuff I was laughing at they did not get because, obviously, why would they get it? Um that's actually a very interesting side piece and experience on this theatrically on this movie, but whatever. It doesn't matter. You know, Luke might be able to catch some references here. He did grow up around this, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm like half Hispanic, honestly. Ah. The grandma is, I'm not saying similar to our grandma or anything, but the half nana is very like, it, I've seen nanas like that, you know? Our quarter I've, is stretching. <laughs> I've seen a father like that. I've seen yeah, yeah. Um, the expectations of uh, higher education for the family like that. You know, okay. very, very similar stuff that I think really worked for me because... I am familiar and in many ways have seen this growing up myself oh. that uh, I find that this movie is kind of fun for those reasons. I definitely like it more because of that relatability. Beyond that, though, like I said, it's very cookie cutter. I wish it wasn't. 
Um, but uh, yeah, it's, at last three stars. That's it. But like, it's nothing. Yeah, nothing crazy. I, I hate to come back to the cinematographer here, but he also did Hereditary, Midsommar, and Nobody. Those are like his big three ones. Okay, I mean, you're trying to sell Luke here. I, I, I don't, is, I don't, are those I don't, like wait, are those Ari Aster movies? Those, those the two, two of them, yes. Not yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody's nobody's movie. Uh, anyway, that's what I've been watching. Those are our recent discoveries. Yeah, I, take, would you yeah. think Leo would like that one? Uh yeah, yeah, I do. It's fun. It's PG thirteen though, so I think there's some shit in there. But like, dun, dun, yeah, he's dun, almost dun. there. He's uh, right. two years, three years away. I know what you're saying. Oh, we saw worse at his age. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we did. But we should we have? You know, that's the real question. <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> I like how he just says. <laughs> I'm just saying. I saw Shining when I was like eight. I shouldn't have done that. Right, right. Look um, at him now, jaded. Watching yeah. horror movies all day. Paranoid I mean, all day. You saw it in theaters, right? So that came out in 1980. Four years before I was born, you moron. Moron. Uh, okay. That was the That's joke. it for a recent... I know. I know. Um, you're throwing me off. Recent discoveries. Done. Break. Yeah. Movie. What's the movie? It's, it's uh, movie. Talk to Me. Oh, that's what I was like. You're the one who has to say it. When we come, I know. I was just you know, going with... Just let me do it. I was gonna. I was gonna say for you, what's the movie? No, so no. You okay, we're watching. This. We're even talking to me. Stay with us. For fuck's sake. When a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using an embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new thrill, until one of them goes too far, and unleashes a terrifying supernatural forces. This is talk to me, uh, written. Uh, let's see. Um, written by Danny Filippo and Bill Hinsman and Daly Pearson. Directed also by Danny Filippo, including Michael Filippo, which I assume they're related. Um, this film stars bunch of people. Sophia, Sophie Wilde. I almost said Sophia. I think it's Sophie, right? Let me double check. Oh, man. Her, her thing is not first here. I have to look for it. Uh, Sophie Wilde. Ari McCarthy. Uh, Sarah Brokenshaw. Hmm, I'm gonna go with that. Sonny Johnson, Marcus Johnson, not related. Uh, Jet Gasly, Joe Bird as Riley. Have uh, a big kudos for that. Miranda Otto is in this film as well. Her big, probably the biggest name in the movie that no one ever recognized. Uh, Zoe Terakis, Alexander Jensen is definitely one of the stars in this movie as well. Um, again, the the order of the cast on the IMDb is not accurate. You know, it sucks. The order sucks. Anyway, this is Talk To Me Horror Film. Let me start with this time, I think, today with Luke. I knew it. What did you think of Talk To Me? I thought it was actually a pretty cool movie. I actually liked it. I actually recommended it. Oh, yeah, to who? To one of my friends, yeah. I was going to say, your mouth doesn't count. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I dug it. It was cool. It was uh, kind of different. Although I don't have like the most horror experience, but uh, the guy who went to a horror convention, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Yeah, no, but it was cool. I, I liked it. It was a. I-, I could see this becoming a franchise real fast. I mean, I, I can see. You're I not wrong. The- I could see the prequel right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, actually, it should be said a little bit that this movie is uh, an A24 movie. Yeah, it's uh, so this movie made its full. money. It's definitely a hit in the box office. A hit for sure. 
and they greenlit already for a sequel already. So, oh, they did? Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh man, I was joking. God damn it. No, no. That's why I was like, yeah, you don't, you don't know half of it, bro. <laughs> yeah, we greenlit the next one. And from what I can tell, I think that the that the filmmakers are totally down for it. Of course, given that when the writer strike ends, although it is Australian film cinema, I don't know what the difference is there. Okay, uh, fan. So you're a fan, and you uh, enough to recommend it. Is yeah. that like a, a sign of fanness of a, being a fan of a movie? I think. <coughs> so. Okay, I'm just curious. Uh, um, what about you, Raf? What did you think of Talk to Me? I thought it was a cool idea. Um, the whole the whole uh, what's it called embalmed hand thing, and mm-hmm. uh, how it's almost like a drug. I think that's kind of said in the beginning of the in the description of the movie. Um, and uh, I think it's cool. Uh, yeah, that's a really cool like uh, story plot. Um, teenagers suck in all countries, so yeah, I just hated the way everybody they acted are the worst. around things. You know how they dealt with situations, and then how just you know the parents were never there. But yeah, yeah. Besides that, I mean, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, it's not a bad movie. Um, I also saw what Luke said, like. The, the franchising possibilities. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, is this, uh, I'm going to ask you guys a question. Is it, does it feel the same way it felt when you first saw the first Saw or the first Paranormal Activity? Did it feel like one of those lightning in a bottle things where we're going to see like eight more or at least two more or whatever? Mm. Like, does that, that, did it feel that way when you were watching it? Only after, right now, like anything like that? Uh, I didn't. I don't yeah. know, when, the, when like saw and paranormal activity. Wait, there's more than one paranormal activity. There's like six or seven. Oh my god, I only saw the first one. That was no. There's like that. legit seven. I've seen oh, them all. I saw them all last year. <sighs> They're not bad. Half of them are not bad. Uh, really? That's my opinion. Yeah. Mm. Oh. But you have terrible opinions. I know, right? Especially okay. on horror. Um. Anyway, I, I say half are, are I good. Just, last th- two are terrible. Yeah. As long as they don't just fucking like do it like you know, Police Academy Seven or whatever. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to ruin mine, so I'll, I'll say mine when we get to spoilers. How I th- what I would compare it to, okay. and uh, what it can be, because I feel like it's gonna it's a spoiler, especially once I say it. It's weird, okay. but when I say it, you'll be like, oh, I can see that. Yeah, um, Talk to me seven mission in Moscow. <laughs> sure, yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's not. I guess more of a paranormal thing. Also, more like a wreck thing. I would say. Um, yeah, yeah, well, wreck only had three movies, which is. I guess a trilogy, at least, if not like a low key franchise, and they did re- they they, uh, they were remade for American audiences as well. So, yeah, right. yeah, I would consider that a bigger, yeah, yeah. Besides that, I I can see what it, yeah. But there's a lot of movies like that. Like I never knew Insidious had like five movies or four movies until Why? five. Yeah, they have five. Yeah. I I didn't know. I didn't know until I was like, dude, I thought they just did like the third one, and I knew there was three for sure. But yeah. It's like when you learn that there's three my big fat Greek weddings. Like, we missed the second one. When's the second wait, wait, one? There was no, second. We saw the second one. I remember watching it. Well, I didn't so. see it. Did I, I saw see? it. I could have sworn I saw it. Oh, yeah, I did remember it. Well, there's a third one, but that's like where they're going in Greece. The third one's coming out this year. Yeah, yeah it's, okay. Out, I yeah, did yeah. see that. Yeah. Yeah. Luke, Luke was really scared for a moment. He's like, wait, wait, hold on. Is there a fourth coming out? No, no, no. Uh, did three. I miss the third? Yeah, there's a third. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I never yeah. saw the second one because I, <laughs> I, I didn't know there was a second one. Either I, I either I didn't know and I forgot, or I never knew. Either way, yeah. So uh, obviously, I think I think based on what, how you guys said your things is that I I look like capital L love this movie, love it. It has the very best things about a good horror movie. What what are what are those kangaroos? What are those very things? clear? 
like set of rules. Okay, I agree. Heart. I agree a hundred percent for that. Even the way they like deal those pieces of information out is done very well. None of it feels like a big expo- exposition dump. They release things along in piecemeal, like throughout the scenes, never in one sitting. Like that is great. Mm-hmm. Um, the very conceit of this movie revolves around, of course, we said already, teenagers, which drives a very, very, very plausible, yes, annoying because we're adults, but plausible way to depict the horror. Is it, is it weird every time someone says plausible, I just see the the metal plate of plausible from Mythbusters? Um, I don't know enough about That's Mythbusters. Never, I literally seen clips. I've never seen the entire episode never mind. once. There is, uh, there is, you know, like... I'm sure a lot of people are getting, oh, yeah, Rob, we're there, on your side. There, there is, there's busted, there is fact, and then there's plausible, right? And plausible is like, it could happen, we just don't know how to recreate that thing. So we could potentially say it could, right? And then mm-hmm. it would be a plausible and they show like a, a placard. Yeah. I think it's a very nice spin on possession and the whole so idea too. of demonic activity or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it beats the I, fuck out of I like, do say I, I, yeah. I do like the ending a lot. Oh, also has like two or three banger fucking moments, including uh-huh. the ending. Yeah. Like real banger moments that we can get into. Um yeah, I it think we get to spoilers though. It well, has uh, a lot of things open in the film that uh, leaves a lot for your imagination that, you know, we're going to regret having sequels, of course, because the more you explain, the less likely yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah. And that always happens. Uh, it's funny, the first franchise that I thought about when I thought of this movie that's going to, where it's going to happen the same, where I'm worried the same thing's going to happen is the John Wick movies. Uh, that was my first thought because John Wick had a very awesome. Oh, world building, but like not, never explained in the first movie. World building, especially with the Continental, and obviously with more movies, they explain more, but it became dumber. I feel like this movie has the same potential, where like it has a lot of stuff in it that wasn't explained because you know it wasn't necessary, and the characters didn't give a shit um, or didn't think to ask, and um, and then the sequels might ruin it with explanations. Right? Uh, that's what the worry is. The same way here, uh, I I really love the performances. Uh, I think the, uh, the 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 lead here, Sophie, very good uh, actress. I think she fucking nailed. It. I've never seen her anything else. I don't think, and and the character that plays Riley, very good fucking actor. That kid did really. I good. would agree with you there. Yeah, um, the movie has a very um, curious sense about like the camera is very curious in the whole time. I really liked it a lot. It shows you only what you need to see, and never overshows you anything. So many times you see. Uh, just the possession parts. You don't see an, an insane amount of like dead people and shit. You know, uh, it kind of reserves its tanks for like special moments in the movie. It doesn't just use it all up. So yeah, I liked it for all those reasons. It's a very, very well told horror movie. Very, very well told. And again, unique setting, unique premise on something we've seen a thousand times. So yeah, I'm a huge oh, fan. So much so that I saw this movie three times. No. I saw it opening weekend by myself. Oh, right. I took That's my roommate last week and i took my other friend yesterday <laughs> who'd you take who we know uh, a madeline okay. and no, no. she and i was like uh she was worried because uh, she's she works a lot she's a mom and stuff single mom and uh well, i'm not a single mom she's you know whatever the, the ex you know does take care of the kid too but um she she's like always tired right so she was like after when i take her to a movie there's a, there's a good chance that she'll fall asleep through it right yeah sounds like me right and, or like my dad, right? Michael um, James. 
But like always a mark of a good movie is if she stays up during the whole thing. And she did this time. I'm like, okay. And she's like, yeah, it was a good movie because I stayed up the whole thing. Like, yeah. Yeah, I would say it kept me captivated while the yeah. movie. I wasn't really uh, – mm-hmm. I was all, I great length in my opinion. And I know we talk about, you know. Yeah, 95 like, minutes. Pretty solid. Yeah, solid. solid as hell. Not, that is not overstaying it. You know what else is solid? Riley's yeah. head. <laughs> I don't know. It looks kind of squishy there in the middle. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, Broken I think Butch the horror Kyle. is also kind of like it gives me a lot of moments of like, oh, please don't fucking do it, don't fucking do it, you know. Uh, for me, for the first time I saw it, right? and uh, watching it even uh, the second time and third time, I did catch things that like, oh man, that was really well set up for you know that thing I know is coming. You know, I think it did a really good job in retrospect. Yeah, pretty big hand of this fucking movie. Anything you guys want to highlight in results to the the acting? Let's say the performances. What do you guys think of the performances, Luke? Uh, I didn't hate the kid. I about Riley or any of the kids? Riley. Because they're all he kids was, to He us, was like you know? the youngest, quote unquote, one. Yeah, so. he was an actual kid kid, yeah. Yeah. Right, so. Grammar school. <laughs> didn't really, didn't hate him, so that's always a plus. And right. everyone else is pretty solid. Like I said, I don't know any of these people. I assume yeah, they yeah. were all nobody. They're all Australian actors, yeah. Okay, see, I, I thought like, oh, maybe they're into some other, you know, movies that I've just never heard uh, of. I think Miranda Otto. Right? Oh, Miranda Otto's huge. Right? I've seen, you, you've yeah, all seen her in really? things. She's in Homeland. Hold on, don't tell it. Don't tell it. You should know where Miranda Otto's from. Why? Why should he know? Yeah, why should I? I don't. Uh, he doesn't know, so it's okay. And it's his favorite franchise. What's his favorite franchise? Wait, is she in Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Who is she in Lord of the Rings? Oh, oh, yes. Oh, my God, of course. I didn't think of that. Did you recognize her, Luke? I just thought of no, it now. Because she's old as fuck. I was talking about the young kids. No, I'm well, saying. She's I know. a prominent character, though. Yeah, she movie. kills uh, the dark witch guy, uh-huh, right? Yeah, That's yeah. her. Mm-hmm. Wow, she's so much younger. Yeah. Oh, they portrayed her much longer. Well, that was 2002? Yeah, yeah. 2003? Favorite franchise nonetheless. I'm just saying. Nah. Yeah, he's right, though. It is her. Now that I see it, I see it. You know, like, I, I knew I knew her from something. I'm like, I know I know her from Homeland, but where else? You know, I was thinking the whole time. She was in Homeland? I think so. I'm pretty sure. She was one of the Yeah, spies. she was. But she, she wasn't like the main one, was she? She was like a, one of the German spies, I want to feel I feel like saying. Or am I confusing with someone else? I'm not sure. I after after she was season one of the two, betra- I kind of fell off. One of the traitors. No, this is like season four or five, I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, she's like one of the traitors. And, uh, and she's really good. Anyway. Uh, but she's playing mom characters now. So. Mm. Well, yeah. What do you think of her as a mom? I <laughs> kind of liked her as a mom because she both knew yes. and cared and then didn't care. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, she had that. I agree. Mixed bag there, and it I never was, saw a father around, it, so I don't. It, it was for sure that cool mom. No, they said that the father was like non-existent or mm-hmm. just pays child support or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They, they. Uh, I liked her because it was it was more like that cool mom status. Like, hey, I'm still your mom. Don't forget, I'm still your mom. Yeah, whatever. Though, do what you got to do. Like, I'm, I'm just, I just, like, I just need to know kind of situation, you know. Thing. Yeah, and it's funny how it, she she reminds me of a, a more I don't want to say realistic, but. Maybe relatable version of uh, Lois from Malcolm in the Middle. Um, oh, because she just knows everything the boys are up to. They have to really be sneaky to get away with things, you know. Like they yeah. know. Like these kids from Talk to Me know. Deny till you die. You don't admit to anything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you what time is the party? What? Yeah, what party? Yeah, yeah. It's like she has like four different people. <laughs> oh, she does a good job of like. I already know. People told me already. Right. You know, this, right. This, that, and, like, <laughs> And well, I find it very, tell me. Shit, very fun know. to watch her, um, even though, yeah. again, she obviously did not do a great job. <laughs> um, sorry, we're talking about performances. 
uh, anything you guys want to highlight in that in that sense? Because I think this movie is all performance driven. Because even though most of the horror in this movie is through their performances. Well, the no. fact that yes, yeah. when you can hate a character, and I always uh, attain to the the actress from The Mist, the 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 uh, god the, 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 the god fearing one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. When you hate a character, you know they're obviously doing something right. You know, in the yeah. in the in the acting purpose. So, so I hate? hated the main actor, or the main actress. It just oh, uh, Mia, the sister. No, no, not Jade. Mia, not Jade. Mia. Oh, yeah. I liked her I, at first. Yeah, I didn't like her. Like, I just didn't like her. I mean, like at all, or you choices? Mean like, no, no, uh, not at all, not at all. It's just not not at that. But it was also like, you know, <laughs> she just felt like such a teenager, and someone just needed to slap her and be like, mm. "Fix your shit." <laughs> Being a cunt's not going to bring your mom oh, back. Someone needed a parent her, and there was no parent. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. That's probably the biggest rap I, I had. I would say, well, I would say, no, I, mean, I would say, that I don't even feel, you know, I, I I see what you're saying, Ralph, but I also feel like the movie did a really good job of establishing that that is not a drawback. It's a very relatable thing that could happen uh, because of her, what happened with her mom. The movie starts off, well, it has a cold open of the horror of someone else, but after that, the movie oh, starts yeah. off with, um, you know, you find out that her mom died from an overdose of sleeping pills right the year before dun, dun, dun. or so you, you know. think right and that's the whole emotional hook of why that house is such a graveyard for her like a place that she doesn't feel welcome she clearly doesn't want to be alone and the father is you can you know i i, I can only imagine how much he's tried and is not trying anymore he's going through his own shit too emotionally speaking like i feel like the movie establishes a lot of the reasons why including Miranda Otto as a parent, why they're not around. Um, when they should have been or when they need to be more strict, they're not around and they're letting the kids kind of go off and get into some heavy shit, you know. Instead of drugs, though, it's uh, an embalmed hand. An embalmed yeah. ceramic thing, you know. Why, why couldn't you just do regular Why couldn't you do heroin? I, I know heroin. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus, let's start off with the fucking weed. Shit to heroin. Yeah, by the way, and the mom is on fucking Mia when, um, cause she, cause she was <laughs> told right. about that one time she tried weed and that was enough for her to be like a, you know, drug person to, to the mom character. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I what do you think of the, the emotional, like, st- the, the, the way it's set up for everything for Mia, emotionally speaking? Do you guys find that relatable, find, like, viable? Not relatable, like, in reality, but, like, you know, did you, um, sympathize with that character? And those reads, those, those, uh, the structure of all that, the foundation of her character. Do you find it believable? Um, like about her mom, her dad, like, I think so. In life? I can, I've never been in that situation, I, but. Right, right, right. Sure. I, I get, I, I find the setup fine, but I also find it un, just for the, for the, the, the other parents to just be given up. And I know it's been a year or whatever. It's just that there's no trying, there's no like effort into anything, you know? I feel like no one's being an adult here and dealing with their problems. But I guess it happens more often than others. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like a real-world thing to me. It always feels like a movie trope thing to me, in my opinion. Oh, that's crazy. So, I never thought of that once. I just, I've just i seen it in a lot of other movies, and I just feel like it's, it's more I've seen it made. I've seen it done badly in other movies. Right, I so have I. But that's really the thing. Well. Because yeah. of that, it's a tropey thing, though. And it's just been done, and it's... It's almost like used as a, like, a, well, this is just a good excuse. Well, I mean, what else can you use? <laughs> like, I don't know. There's only so much you can, right? I, I, don't, seen it I, don't, I don't disagree with you, but I mean, yeah. even if, I don't know, like I said, even if the parent was, and you see it at first, so like, you, I don't give him like too much, like, bad, you know, thing where he actually is trying to 
contact her and she just blatantly ignores him. But he never follows through with it. For example, like, I kind of disagree with your take on, on comparing her with the Miss character. I wouldn't say that. I would compare her more to no, 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 no. Uh, the album the Soldier and Saving Private Ryan. Like, you yeah. hate that character yeah. for not, you know, for what he did or didn't do, really. Yeah, no, I, in that I, movie. I wasn't comparing. Oh, you don't hate the character, right? I wasn't hating that. I wasn't saying I hate the character. I said I wasn't hating. I said when you don't, you know they're doing it. I said, well, you know they're doing a good job like that character. Not necessarily comparing. Well, as you did like, compare, but you did like that character. That's literally comparing. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if you're giving up the wrong impression there. No. I'm just you decided that I thought. But you were saying there. it as in like I hate her, like I hate her choices, and I hate her for being a a, fuck, a teenager that isn't being. Yeah. You know, that's that's, that's the thing. So. I know. So. I don't know. Seems like you hate him. It does seem like you. Hate him. Um. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, a few days ago when I mentioned, like, oh, did you see Talk to Me? And you're like, yeah, I hated that character. And that's the first thing you told me. <laughs> first thing. <laughs> um, which I get. I get that. I'm, I just want to establish how and what relation to what. Um, all right. So I think we want to spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? There's some shit for sure. Uh, spoilers for Talk to Me. Starting now. Uh, we never, I never mentioned the the two people that are like definitely supporting characters that are like friends of the friends, right? That introduced the embalmed hand. Also, very good performances there. They're slightly older. They're clearly like the what do you call them? The I don't say class clowns. That's not right. But you know the badasses, so to the speak, the, the, the like the alphas of their groups, right? That's what they clearly are. Uh, you think they're alphas? The what? I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying they are that. I'm saying, but they are the highest, you know, sociological, like in a, in their you know community of kids. Like they're the the ones that give the least fucks, and the one follows more. They throw all the parties, right? They have all the drugs, right? It just seems like that's what they are. And I think I'm right on that, right? I don't think we're gonna get some feedback mm-hmm. on that. Okay. Um, if you disagree, then tell me how. Um, I just thought they. I don't. Know. I wouldn't. They, they just seemed that way to me. They didn't seem like you know apples would be like the jocks or you know the cool popular. No, kids. I don't think it's that. I mean, also nowadays, I think it's very different nowadays. I think everything looks very different. Um, also, another example. This movie gave me another yet another example. I'm so happy I was born. Now the decade I was then? born in, because uh, if I would have to see my mistakes being recorded on video for all time for, as a teenager, I would hate myself even more than I do. So. <laughs> I mean, those phones come out literally like ready, whip crack, whip crack, right? Um, we see that with that dog scene with Daniel, right? Because they recorded and his first instinct is like, can you get rid of that? You know, immediately, that's his first worry because it's true. I mean, it's one horrible thing to have it done with witnesses around that will tell right. that story. But another one is to see it immortalized on video, right? <laughs> right. Which was both a funny scene and kind of fucked up gross scene. Oh, yeah. um, I like how this movie's not afraid to go gross on some of that stuff because it goes gross with the eyeball and or with the toe sucking. The toe sucking, right? Oh, I'm no, saying it, it can it can it has I mean, a has a few be, more gears. You know, it could be a kink thing. It's, uh, yeah. Not not here to shame. Either way, I mean, I mean, <laughs> it's, yeah, I think it's still gross because uh, consent. I would say. Um, uh, th- I think the dog was willing. <laughs> not Daniel, though. <laughs> not Daniel. That was so gross. Yeah. Um, I was going to say. So anyway, um, 
I love how this movie is definitely treating possession as a drug, this hand as like a, as a, as a drug thing. And I love how everyone succumbs to it in different ways, mostly through peer pressure. Uh, that's how we see Mia become like from the beginning of that first party, right? In the beginning of the movie to like late game when they do that montage, right? Uh, she montage. is definitely more in on the group, but before that, she's not in. Nobody wants her there, especially the one throwing the party. Until she like oh, succumbs Zoe's... to peer pressure to take the hand the first time. What are you confused? Was her uh, Haley right? Haley. Haley. Haley was the one that didn't want her in the group. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, is that yeah. their name? They yeah. go by they them. Um, oh, I didn't know. I'm telling you. Now. Um, yeah, I think so. Let me double check. Yeah, Haley. You're right, Haley. Uh, yeah, Haley didn't want want uh, Mia, right? And probably because she's fucking, uh, probably for real legit reasons. Like she's just sad from her mom dying, right? And all that. Yeah. Um, but it, and it goes from that to the peer pressure of saying, you know, doing it for the first time, and then like enjoying that, and then going like doubling down after. That. I guess you see that how many times, right? And how many times does that happen in every high school and every fucking place in the world, right? It must happen everywhere. I just like how it's relatable. It's really, I love that stuff. But uh, what do you guys want to get into first in spoilers? I don't know. So, so there's a couple of things. Like first, you had like the hand and what that does. You could talk about that. You could talk about like the possession in a way. Like, did you guys see, like the effects of the possession? I mean, that's also not spoiler. We're gonna talk about um, the, di- cool. the super dilated eyeballs, right? Like when the when you got possessed for like that ninety second span. What or about it? when they entered? Anything? You, you, which you one are you it. talking about? They their eyeballs always get super dilated. So yeah. I don't know. Oh, I'm talking I, about I, every I time. There. In the original, like when when they're talking to the hand for that ninety second span, right, Dan? That's what you're talking about. I'm talking about every time you All take right. the hand, your eyes get dilated. What did you think about the? Uh, well, let's tie the beginning. Let's tie the beginning to basically the precursor of the end. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Duckett. That's what it, I couldn't think of the guy's name. What I could never forget that name. As soon as well, I just couldn't think of it. I was like, man, it was something with an it, and I just couldn't think of it. I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, because um, it kind of sets up as in like we don't know anything, right? Yeah, that's it's a just real this like crazy story, and then it, they don't tie it until midway through but really it's kind of just said that it was brought down and it was this guy who killed somebody and you're like oh that's the beginning of the movie if you're paying attention yeah um that's the only time they ever mention it again right am i correct when they talk to the so. brother well yeah when they when they want to talk to the when that's they, the last time they bring it up is when because they mentioned like oh when you where'd you get this hand and then they mentioned like oh this guy named doc doc had, had it and he was seeing shed and he said he didn't need it anymore because he kept seeing the dead people this is after mia confesses to them yeah yeah, 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 seeing yeah, yeah. spirits that's without that's the, the hand right right that's the uh yeah besides that that's i mean because you you completely forget about the beginning the movie does like, like yeah just like uh, yeah because a lot of shit is <laughs> okay what oh, is I, that I, I i did not forget about that guy stabbing himself in the face yeah well, because by then we saw this little kid bashing his own fucking face. Yeah, that was that was a crazy. Was scene. it by then? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was definitely. She was, he was already in the hospital. Um, that was already after the foot scene too. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's the last time they get mentioned, and we see the older brother. What about that scene, Ruff? No, no, no. I said how it's a good tie-in of like. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Sorry, it's a good like almost bookends if you think about it. Yeah, because like it, it uses uh, the third scene for sure. Like third yeah. act, sorry, the third yeah, act. Yeah. 
Yeah, because after that, it's just what she, shortly after that, she figures out what she quote unquote needs to do. Um, I just, yeah. Um, yeah, what are you going to say? I don't know, it's interesting. Like, I feel like the, all the information is given to her. She's just not, she's just too dumb to see it, right? She's, yeah, she's too close to see it. Yeah. The same problem that led to um, Riley bashing his fucking face half to death is the same reason she doesn't understand what to do, what the right thing to do is or the rest of the movie. It's right. because she got emotionally hung up on the fact that she was talking potentially to her mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The talking to her mom fucked her up. Now, yeah. I'm going to ask you guys a question. At any point during the movie, especially the Riley possession scene, the one time he did it, um, did you? Uh, are there any points in the movie where you thought it was actually her mom or no? I thought it might be the whole time, or um, like I mean, at first parts. I'm just thinking, asking you when and where exactly. At the beginning, I thought it could be something like tricking her to thinking it's the mother, but then, uh, yeah, I'm in the I'm in Luke's camp here. You're always gonna, you know, you gotta have that doubt. You don't want to get fooled by a movie. Come on. You're better than that. No, I'm asking you guys a question. I didn't say anything about my answer. <laughs> the fuck? I'm, I'm saying this. Why? Um, you had that skepticism. I mean, sure. I mean, I didn't immediately have skepticism until the movie showed me something about it. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, so before you get to that, I yeah, I felt very similar to Luke here where I first, I was skeptical in the beginning just because, like, oh, like, how convenient it's the mom, right? Huh. Um, and that's usually my skepticism of everything right away. Yeah. Uh, um, and then I was like, but afterwards, there was nothing that showed proof of that it wouldn't be the mom. In my, like, I, I, unless I missed something, and maybe you can clarify that for me. But it doesn't show anything proof. I just felt like, obviously, she's leading her astray. But it's just like, well, she's probably just, she's not a good person, or she's in hell, or whatever limbo. Oh, whatever this so you kind of thought that she, it was her, but she was I, just like fucked up. Yeah, at this point, at this point, she's like been dead for a, she's been dead for a year this long. Yeah. So at this point, she's just well, whatever benefits her. Mm-hmm. kind of situation so it doesn't matter about anything else you know like you eventually just become you lose everything a touch of whatever was in humanity you know kind of oh wow you added you almost added your lore there almost um, added my own lore yeah but, yeah, yeah. It, but i did it well, but i'm just saying it, no no but, no but, that, and that's like kind that. of ex- good well it's kind of explained by the ending as well right and that kind of fortifies the ending of it as well when you see her and when she dies right yeah, and, and then you see just blackness, darkness. You see snippet, like it kind of like time moves forward very quickly, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she sees a light, and then you know, like, what does she react to? And she's going through this stuff, and does she get broken? Does she get jaded? Does she get turned into like we don't, you know? And you could add your own thing to it. Yeah. Time, time just kind of escapes her, and you eventually stop becoming who you are. So it, I didn't, that was never went through my head. That's interesting. Oh. I like that. I thought this, she got stuck there because she killed herself. It could be related to that. And I thought, well, since her mom kind of, you know, we don't think, she, you know, was it Another suicide? Thing was it a thing? So are you stuck in this world? Because you, you killed this movie three times. <laughs> no, but I didn't think of that. You know, yeah. I had my same thoughts the first time and I kind of went with it more. Um, and so you're thinking that there's some sort of suicidal limbo? Essentially. Because, I mean, the mom could have technically killed herself. She jumped in front she of did. traffic and died. It was this, yeah, I mean, so... the father confirmed it, that she did, that he, that she did yeah. kill herself. Dad, like, you wrote this note. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This is your handwriting. <laughs> no. Um, so no, but it makes a lot of sense when that scene came, when that scene played out. It was already too late for everything, unfortunately, because he should have said that from from the get go. They could have actually started like emotionally, like rebuild themselves and and you know get better. But he waited a year to fester, right? And it, it drove them apart further away, mm-hmm. you know. 
which is really highly unfortunate, and I'm sure it happens everywhere at some point in real life. Right? Um, uh, I was gonna say about the the thing about what you said, which, which I didn't think of really, is that um, I thought that the, it was the mom the first time with Riley, and I, the reason I didn't think immediately that it was suspect, or I immediately didn't think that it was. Because he um, looks that at her, he looks right at her. Well, no, I'm not saying that. I was gonna say that's because like I didn't I didn't feel like oh you know what are the chances. Because they already done like 50 by that. Like the whole montage of everyone doing it multiple times. So I didn't think it was like out of the blue or it didn't feel like it didn't feel like it was, uh, you know, you know, like, oh, how fortunate, how lucky, surprising. You know, it felt like, oh, OK, you know, it makes sense that she'd be nearby, you know, whatever. Um, I didn't I didn't question it is my point. So when that happened, I think it was real. And also she apologized to Riley. You know, I never wanted to hurt you. I'm so sorry. These things are said many times for people who either have survived suicide, right, or or they write it in their letter, right, when they commit it. It's uh, I, I, if it made sense to me, why she would say that, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, going with that, it is her mom, right? Anytime after that, I don't think it's her mom. Anytime after that, at all, a hundred percent. Every other time after, I don't think it's her. Like, I didn't think, think about, like, oh, is it her, but a malicious version of her? I didn't think of that once. You know, I didn't well, think. Who, who do you think it is, though? What do you think? Oh, I what think they're you, demons. Or, I think it's something demonic. Like, taking control of her? or Something just, demonic or, or evil, f- fucked up mim- spirits. Mimicking her. Yeah, they're mimicking her the same way. Uh, I think that one of the characters said it. I remember where exactly how they they know everything about you going in. And I think seeing her react that way with Riley is... Gave them all the the emotional ammunition they needed to manipulate her. You know what I'm saying? And these malicious spirits or demonic presences, I'm not saying 100% is one or the other. I, I could be spirits, just fucked up cunt spirits, as they call it, um, yeah. in the movie. Uh, which is so funny when Haley's man, that spirit's like fucking cunt. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was great. That was a good one. Um, I think all of that is completely tailor-made to manipulate her just so they can get to Riley. I think all they wanted was Riley. That's my. But they had Riley by that point, didn't they? No, I mean dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when when the when the so I think halfway through is my my thing is that uh, when Riley was possessed or said let me into the mom spirit, something happened, right? And she got kicked out, and then it looked like he got replaced by something, you know, by the way he reacted. And, so, and then that's when he started bashing his head. It was, like, it was like a changeover. It wasn't instantaneous. He changed. It looked like something else got him, maybe possession-wise. Or, again, it could be the mom. Yeah. Right I now. just thought it was the uh, twenty. The, the time limit was up, and now they have, like, complete control of the thing kind of scenario, you know? No. Well, they explain that later. That, like, once once you're out of the hand, uh, it, your body kicks them out by itself, right? That's what. Uh, yeah, it's not really, time. but they also did the... Uh, candle thing right it was also the candle situation well no they 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 they, they thought that themselves um what oh that was that was a version of like troubleshooting yeah it's like, like troubleshooting. we never blew out the candle let's try yeah. that no i think they were grasping at straws by that point i don't yeah. think it had anything to do with anything that didn't do anything uh when they tried it again which makes no sense of course but no i, I think we get all the answers to what they should have done from duckett's older brother that's why that scene is really important he says everything they need to know his first question when he's like, when they're like, he tried it, he was over 90 seconds, and he's still trying to hurt himself. And his first question was like, wait, you still have him do it? Because he knows that the further away you are from the last time you did it, the better your chances are. Like, they go away. 
He knows that. It's the point is that you stop doing the hand thing, which is what all Riley needed because he was getting better by the end, right? He was, yeah. Yeah. But she wasn't listening anymore by that point. I mean, she wasn't listening back well, when she first heard Dr. She Spider-Man. wasn't listening to no, any, no, she any human. She was listening to her own bias, right? But, like, she was definitely manipulated. But, like, my point is that we the movie gave us all the answers really up front way before the ending, you know? Uh, which I liked because, like, we just had to listen to these sources, the actual original sources, give or take, you know? Um, which I thought was really cool because the movie kind of shows it really well. And doesn't, but like the character is so like to the point. Like by the time she's like pushing the wheelchair, you know, through the, up the ramp and shit, like she's so far gone, like so far gone. And bringing back the kangaroo thing with yeah, the side the of the road, kill. well, I thought was a really cool, not cool, but like a not a cool good thing, a cool bad thing that um to bring it back because that yeah. also involved Riley, and I thought that was really poetic. I thought the, it was really the good. real question is. Yeah. is is this the, this is current time, right? Present time. Could yeah. this be Patricia Arquette's hand from the medium? You know what I said, and it's funny because you haven't seen Insidious yet. I was thinking, what if this is the old lady from Insidious's hand? Oh, I haven't seen anybody else. But yeah, see. you're about to. Do, do they have the rights? <laughs> no, probably not. Um, okay. As long as they don't mention it, they can just say, "Oh, some medium from the town that she's actually." Well, they they mentioned that, right? They mentioned that some medium, right? Some no, they, they 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 hypothesized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them says, "Oh, it's a Satanist, not a medium." You know, like they don't. Yeah, know. yeah, I get you. Know. But yeah. I mean, when I heard that, I was like, you know, you obviously I just. I love the nature of this thing. thing. I was passed around like that, though. Yeah, so I'll give you my uh, my my thought of like what it, how, how it could be franchised, and sadly, in a little bit of a bad way, it could go either way, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. how the ending ended. Reminded me a lot of Jumanji. Huh. Original Jumanji. Where okay. the board game ends up ashore. Uh-huh. Some new kids find it. It's not dug up anymore. You know, like, oh, well, now we have control of it. Now, we, now we're going to play this game. And it, it alludes to they're going to play the game, right? How this one ends, it ends with someone already playing the game, right? In Italy, right? I thought and it was Italy. Greece. I thought it was Italy. Hmm. I, heard, I could have sworn I heard Italian. So, um... And well, Greece or Italy, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, and you obviously know it's there. Now it's there, and how did it get there? You can do it. You can infinite potential. Yeah, but the thing is that these movies could be infinite like that. The way that um, the Predator movies can be infinite, right? You just put Predator in a different time period, but this which is what they've done, yeah. <laughs> which is a good. I mean, they just started doing it. So hopefully, they get Ooh, wind of it. I mean, they've always done it, right? They just no, they did no. They try doing sequels. They try connecting them all. The, the whole point is not connecting them. Having yeah. their own separate like stories in different time period, like that's what's cool about those, um, about the two that that don't. Connect. Um, anyway, sorry. Uh, I, I I like that idea, Rafa. I, I think it'll be a really great idea, um, and they could find out their own different stories. Like we have the background that the characters don't, and they can play with that, right? Because right. this one we both didn't know going in how this all worked, so that could be fun. I, that w- I would love that. that. Could be a potential for a better one. What's your potential for a worser franchise? You said you had two, right? No, no, I saw that. Oh, oh okay. You may seem yeah, like yeah. you had two other ones. Okay. No, no, no. I, I said all mine was. I said it could be a, it could be a, a franchise that doesn't go anywhere, kind of like Jumanji. Jumanji went a different way, right? Yeah. They, didn't, they never uh, showed also, a Also, Jumanji, sequel. the board game, seems to have like a mind of its own. This hand really just gets transferred. Like, you could never use it. And yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like just an item, you know? Like a port key or something. Yeah. Um, so, but I love that ending. It was a baller ending, man. Her, like, 
being on the other side of it, it was really badass. The way the light worked as the gate, as the opening door. That was so cool watching it from there. I don't know. I really love that ending. My favorite, though, a holy shit moment, besides the eye popping, you know, almost popping out right. of Riley, is uh, when she's talking to the little girl ghost in, uh, in the oh, hospital. Yeah, that's a really And good then thing. she says, I'll let you in. I was like, what? They can reverse it. It's a two-way street. Like, I didn't, like, that was cool. I yeah. thought was, like, my favorite moment of the movie. And then you see the horrible, like, fucking Lars von Trier-esque fucking nature of hell or uh-huh. whatever's going on there. Which is all fake. Were they, like, eating what's-his-face? I don't know what they were right. doing. They didn't look like eating. It, it looked, looked like, like they were fucking him or something. They looked, looked crazy. Yeah. It looked crazy. It looked like torture, for sure. Um, but they show, like, very, 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 very little, thankfully. Thankfully. Um, what? Uh, but that was all, was all fake? Did you guys believe that was real? Like, that was really happening to Riley? Um, I thought so. Like, yeah. that's why he was trying to kill himself in a way to kind of like stop the pain that he's experiencing in that realm or whatever. Yeah. It, it made sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I, I also fell for it. Yeah, 100%. I was still in the, like, No, I have a question. Yes, go ahead. If there was a sequel, would you want it to be a continuation or a prequel? It could be both. Wanna, What's you, both? What do you, I know, but would you prefer to be, to know about the next movie to be about how the hand became the hand? Yeah, I definitely don't want that. You don't want? Yeah, I don't want an origin story. I really don't. I mean, they're I gonna. If they might make it, but I don't want it. No, I don't. Want I feel like story. that's. I just feel like that'd be the easy way to go. No, no, no. The the easy way you go is you can literally go back twenty years, just go back early two thousands or late nineties or whatever, right? Yeah, you can go to a story. This hand's already existed. You know, like that could be. Even, and you can even see maybe the hand doesn't have as much graffiti on it, and people are writing on it or something. Yeah, right. Or the, and the hand ends up in Australia at the end, right? Or something like right. That. How yeah. it is that you know, like it's sold it out. Like that. That's the sale. most connective tissue I might want. Right. Yeah. From a prequel, anyway. From a prequel. As it's a sold sequel, in a garage sale. I think it could be, that, could yeah. be anything. I would. Yeah, I don't want anything, anything crazy like yeah. the hand. Well, I the hand being involved or anything. I don't need. Like it. it used to be a monkey's paw transformed. Right. Into a right. Like, I don't right, want that right, shit. Yeah. Um, but I'm I want to say though like, there is they could uh, sneak it in somehow. I guess I will like, say you, you though don't there even are know movies watching the prequel to this movie. There are movies though when they do origin stories of this caliber that do it well. There's just so few of them. There are just so few of them. I'm not saying I have no hope for these filmmakers. <laughs> I just I'm just saying that it's the the odds are against them. Okay. Um, I will say one recent example of a movie doing a franchise doing it well is Animal Creation. Which is the only really good movie in that franchise, which is funny, is the origin story of Annabelle. Yeah. Um, it's a really good movie. I think it's a pretty good movie. Um, so, yeah. But, like, they're rare, though. Super rare. You know, nobody, want, nobody wants them. That's funny, because that was going to be my next question. Like, hey, yeah. how do you do that? Right. I mean, we all want to know, but I feel like whatever we come up with is always going to be better. You know, it's the same problem with imagination versus reality. It's always a problem, man. It's always a problem. You can't satisfy anyone. Um. Good question, though. Thank you. What would you prefer? Look, I don't know. I was hoping you would guide me in the right way. Can I still kind of, I kind of want your own opinion. Like, I kind of want to get a prequel. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind a prequel. I'd love a prequel. Just not the way he's. Maybe yeah. origin story. I don't want origin story. Maybe a, okay. Maybe just uh, how like people found out because like on the hand you have the things written on it like kind of instructions in like multiple languages maybe. Oh, that could be fun. Do you, I don't know. I think it's how just do you signs, know, like, but maybe not. Like, how do you know that you're supposed to say this 
you know, this phrase, or just oh. to only stay in it for this amount of time. That could be fun. I, yeah. I'm with you on that. Like how they know to say, let me in, talk to right. me. Right. Or yeah. how, did you got to have a candle or you have to hold <laughs> the hand? You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even mind seeing a, almost a direct prequel to like seeing how it gets to the kid that With dies duck, in the beginning. Duck it or yeah, whatever. to duck it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How it gets to that guy or those people. Right. Um, yeah. Keep it in Australia. Right. I mean, it, it could have came from anywhere, but it, just as long as you know how to how to like, hey man, all you gotta do is like with quick instructions, or apparently if you say this, someone just says like, don't go over ninety seconds, don't go over this. Yeah, how do they figure ninety seconds is a sweet spot, right? Right. Even Haley says in one of the scenes that uh, before Mia, they had never gone over ninety. Yeah. Like never, never enough crazy shit happened where it was hard to get the hand out past past ninety. Yeah. Uh, and it happened twice after, of course, Mia and then Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, Mia did it for a lot. Like, she slept with the hand, by the way. Yeah. With the mom. Yeah. That's how deep it was. You, I don't know. And I love how at the end of the movie, the transformation of the mom changes progressively. You guys notice that? I did, yeah. Yeah, it goes from like she looks like a dead version of her mom, like a day one dead, and then it gets worse. But then she becomes more demonic. Uh-huh. Like her fingernails, she has like little little spikes coming through the middle of her nails at the very last moments where they're whispering to her to push Riley into traffic. That's not, like, none of that's human at all. It's, like, something different. And when she says, we'll have him forever, she's, like, the ghost or whatever she is slipped up, right, and kind of made me aware, like, oh, they want Riley for themselves. They don't want him to protect them. You know, they want to keep him. And that's when she realizes and pushes herself instead, you know. That was cool. Because at first, I could see a lot of people think that Jade might have pushed her um, into traffic to defend her brother. That's what I thought at first. Yeah, no, I, I was thinking, no, because of the way she let go right before the last shot. Let go of the handle on the wheel on the wheelchair. Yeah. And then she, that's when I made me think that she pushed, she threw herself in it, um, which is fucked up. When, when she stood up, I wasn't sure that she was dead or not, actually, until the camera pan and the audiences start coming into the ground. I'm like, oh, shit, she's dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know? That was cool. That was a cool shot. Um, anyway, so yeah, I just really love this movie. My favorite horror movie of the year, for sure, for sure. So far, yes, mine too. I mean, I don't know. If, I don't. I don't think the new Exorcist is going to beat it. I don't think the new Saw is going to beat it. You seen that trailer yet? Anyone? Oh yeah, I did. yeah, I saw. It. Me, me and Luke, me and Luke both saw it. We're like Saw, another one over yeah. here. Saw Ten, I think it is. Yeah, Saw yeah. X. Saw X. We have two X movies this year. <laughs> X, oh, God. give it to you, dude. And the DMX biopic, X. Oh, man, happen. you got me excited. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, we oh, just said X. Like, he there. just gave me the opening door. Anyway, anything else on, the, on Talk to Me, guys? By the way, the title should it be Talk to Me or should it be like Let Me In? <laughs> or I'll Let You In. Sorry, I'll Let You In. To Talk to Furious. To Talk to Furious. <laughs> talk to Me Too, Electric I, Boogaloo. No, no, no. <laughs> I hope they play with that. I hope it just not talk to me too. I'm just saying, I just don't want that. Come you know, on. I just, I just thought of, a, I just thought of a really good idea. Talk Keep to me talking. again. You can, you can just do, do a great job and have it be in a different country and just have it. The title of "Talk to Me" like "Habla conmigo" in Spanish instead, or yeah, you know, anything in Spanish or a, you know, Greek, anything, anything. Yeah, and I think this will be very problematic language wise because when it's translated to English, it'll still be fucking talk to me. Yeah. But I like that though. I like that a lot. I like that idea. Well, listen, that's those countries' problems, not our country. No, our it'll problem. be our problem because we're getting the translated box. We're not going to have it in their original. No one's going to rent it. That's how it works. Yeah. Box. Make it sound like people go to Blockbuster still. 
the thing when they rented on the VOD. Anyway. Uh, oh, wow. I think that's family enough. Family video? Whatever. Yeah. No one. Fucking family video. It's, the hell. Five people go there. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to stop the review there. I think that's enough. And then we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to review our second film of the evening. Totally different movie in every, every sense of the word. We're going to review Barbie. Stay with us. Barbie suffers a crisis that leads her to question her world and her existence. That's it. That's the synopsis. This is Barbie, of course, still in theaters. Still in theaters, actually, yes. Over $1 billion. Um, anyway, this is uh, the film uh, written and directed by Greta Gerwig, also co-written by her husband, Noah Baumbach. Both of these filmmakers are well-known filmmakers. They've both done a lot of stuff, especially Noah Baumbach. I think... Um, him and Greta Gerwig, because uh, she was uh, she's an actress first. She she started as a in the industry as an actress, as, as far as I know. Yeah, uh, started many many projects. A lot of them were with Noah Baumbach, including Francis Ha and other movies like that. And then she started doing her own thing. She did um, Lady. What's the name of the movie? Bird. Lady Lady Bird. Thank you. Gaga. Nope. She did Lady Bird. That was her first movie she directed. And then she did uh, Little Women, which is an adaptation, of course. And now this one is Barbie's her third feature. This movie stars Margot Robbie, Ryan Goslin, Issa Rae, Kate McKinnon, Alexandra Ship, Emma Mackey, Sharon Rooney, Nari Neff. They all have Barbie in their names. That's, that's, they're all Barbies. A lot of them. Do a leap buzz in this for a bit. Well, Ryan Gosling is Ken. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm, all the women, I'm sorry. I meant to say. America Ferrara, should be said, is definitely like one of the stars, for sure, um, who is not right away up here by the way it's funny how her name is not up here um and the first thing anyway uh there's a john cena ken there's a simu lu ken <laughs> uh who is uh, obviously big from kim's convenience one of the lead stars there uh okay so this is uh what is this movie is is this like a straight-up comedy Adventure comedy fantasy. That's what it says here on IMDb. Would you guys agree with that, by the way? Adventure comedy fantasy? I'm definitely fantasy. Okay. Yeah, I guess. It is yeah, an adventure. I, I think I'm going to go with that. I didn't think of adventure before, but you're right. It is kind now of Now that you think about it, though, it is yeah, an adventure. it is kind of an adventure, yeah. Uh, okay, so this time I'm going to start with Roth. What did you think of Barbie? Um, I had a lot of, like, reminiscence of, like, Elf in this movie. Um, of, like, the journey and, like, stuff like that. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Also, the fact that, what's his name, is in it also? Will Ferrell? Yeah, Will Ferrell. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't Ferrell. mention it. He's also in this movie. Right? <laughs> yeah. CEO of Barbie. Mattel, sorry, uh, Mattel. Mattel, yeah. CEO Mattel. of Barbie. <laughs> yeah, CEO. I mean, might as well be, but yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I dug the fuck out of this movie, and I, I'll say it now. It's like I said it before. My favorite line of this that I told everybody is, um, uh, Barbie's a kid's thing, and it's, uh, watching it afterwards is no longer a kid's movie, right? Right. Uh, no longer a thing for kids. And I think that's 100% true where it's, um, this is catered to, I think, our generation, our people, our people in are a little bit older. Our age bracket, yeah. Our age bracket, for sure, you know. Um, that's right, I, Luke, we're in the same age bracket. <clears throat> doubt. Don't hurt yourself. Yeah, well, now you are, actually. Um, and soon, yeah, actually, now you're, like, excluded from just <laughs> especially coming up. <laughs> Interesting thing. Yeah. Anyways, besides the point. Um, yeah, I think it, ta- it was like what it talks about and what it touches on, like uh, subject matter wise, and um, uh, what's expected to us to be, and how we uh, how we see ourselves and what we can be and stuff like that, um, among some things. 
it's a great, great, great subject matter. Um, and how it's how it's portrayed, I think it, I I thought it was really well done. Um, I I had fun watching this movie. I uh, had some good feels moments as well. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was an overall really good experience watching this movie. And I but I, I've only seen it the one time. Um, and I was trying to see if I can get to go again, but every weekend's been just so busy for me. And um, but it's been it's also one of those like. Uh, What's it called? It was just so packed. I think even it's still playing in theaters. I mean, I know they have. Like, it is, yeah, yeah. I know they have like obviously like less movies are coming out to theaters right now, but at the same time, it's still it is still playing in theaters, and it's just done such a great job for it. It's, it's done such a good money maker for them. Um, yeah, go figure, right? Right as a right as they say, no more movies. We were back to the movies. No more movies. Right. Um, we get pushed around, get canceled. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, man, uh, some really good acting in it. Um, some really good uh, so story. Um, yeah, I, I dug the F out of this movie. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, Maya and I saw this movie opening weekend. I saw it before Oppenheimer. Uh, that was my order. It was Barbie first, Oppenheimer. Too. Yeah, you, you got to do the Barbenheimer order. Yeah. And I did take my roommate, so I saw this movie twice. So I saw uh, it a week after that or so. Oh, cool, cool. So, but it's still been a couple weeks because this movie, again, came out a month ago. Um, since I've seen it. But I think I still have a pretty good recollection of the movie. So I also really, really enjoyed it to the point where, like, my roommate who hasn't really heard anything about Barbie, she's not into the movie zeitgeist of things. So yeah. I was like, oh, man, you got to see this movie. She's like, really? You got to see Barbie? Are you sure it's Barbie? You know? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I think you'll really dig it. And she did enjoy it. Um, I never asked her too many follow-ups after. I figured it would just come naturally, but it didn't. Anyway, but she enjoyed it. And I saw a lot of people, like, enjoying it on TikTok. I saw a lot of pink everywhere, of course, the screenings and shit. Um, I would kind of make me wish, like, did I? Do I even have a pink shirt? Like, nope, I don't have anything like that. So I couldn't even join in on that sense. Uh, but man, I, I I love this movie because it has a very light touch in in, in ways. Like, it has a lot of laughter and it has a lot of like meta ness that is yeah. a, a lot of fun and a lot of like you know uh, a lot of the same kind of universe kind of world building stuff as uh, um, as other movies. But I think it has its own unique spin to it. Of course, it does have very um, a lot of messages within the same umbrella of one message, let's say, uh, that it does go for. I am not the demographic of this movie. My age bracket is, but not my gender either. So, like, it isn't exactly the title for me, but it is encouraged to be watched by anyone, I would say. This movie does have that going both ways where, like, it is meant for the older generation of women that played with Barbie as children, not the current players of Barbie. But at the same time, it does, I feel a good job of encouraging others of any other kind of age bracket or gender to watch it and enjoy it in their own ways and maybe, hopefully, try to come out of something from it, right? And we'll get into all that stuff, I'm sure. But uh, I, I do think it does a good job. I don't think the movie's perfect or anything. I do think it has a third act problems. It does have a couple world-building dilemmas that I don't think it fully fleshes out that I wanted more from. Um, and I don't mean in a way like, oh, they'll cover it in the sequel, this does feel like a one-off movie to me. feels like a, I don't want to say lightning in the bottle is the right term, but like it does feel like a one-sense kind of kind of well-encompassed movie on its own. You know, it doesn't feel like there should be more or that there will be more, you know? Of the same, like as a sequel, I mean. Right. I do love what they do with the character of Barbie, the very nature of Barbie and Ken. They both do a lot of job to like a lot of stuff gets added to those two characters because uh, the movie's titled Barbie, but it does add a lot of Ken in it too. Uh, yeah, I liked it. Really catchy music, by the way. Also, like really 
uh, catchy modern music. I don't remember the who sings them all or anything, but I remember enjoying the the starting one. I remember enjoyed the can musical part. I remember enjoyed a lot of the stuff. The old, the ending credits uh, twist on Barbie Girl, right? Yeah, I like a really fun time with this movie. Uh, Luke, what about you? Hey, had some uh, Lizzo. How did you see this by by yourself or with people? Yeah, I went by myself. Okay. Um, and I actually just saw it like a week ago. So and you didn't see more recently. Did you wait for all the hype to go down? Uh, no, I just couldn't find time to go see it. Other things were always, you know, yeah. we were reviewing. So, right. Uh, yeah, but uh, we still had a, I want to say a packed theater. There was maybe like forty fifth, like forty people, give or take. Um, still pretty good though. Still people in pink. That, that's still oh, a thing. Really? Huh, huh. Yeah, there was a couple. I was like, oh, they, they missed the original, you know, uh, whatever. But the, you know, the fan base was there in pink. That's good. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I someone kind of spoiled the movie for me in a way. Oh, that said, sucks. Well, they said it's Black Panther. Oh yes, I saw that on TikTok. <laughs> this is uh, a white. Oh, woman. you saw? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's uh, a good yeah. white woman's Pan- but, uh, Black Panther or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But it was great. It was a fun movie. Uh, had a lot of themes in there to kind of explore. I don't know if we're going to do that. Uh, you know, yeah. patriarchy, matriarchy, all that fun stuff. Growing up, growing old, all that fun jazz. But yeah, <laughs> a lot of pink. My only qualm was like, yeah, everyone was named Barbie and Ken, but could we give it like Barbie, parentheses, dentist, doctor, or president? Split them up a little just so you know which Barbie... What was her name? Uh, what was our type? Our type was Barbie. Um, like original standard. No, no, they say something. They say something. What was it? Uh, you remember Ross? Not original. It wasn't called original Barbie. She was something Barbie, like standard definition. But no, stereotypical Barbie. Stereotypical Barbie. There you go. That's yeah. thank you. I was trying to think. So you feel like they should have called them each one like Bar- like Margot like Robbie, Barbie, Barbie, Doctor Barbie, you know, President Barbie. Barbie. So you know, like yeah, the fucked up Barbie. <laughs> fuck the, right, fuck that Barbie. <laughs> what was her strange Barbie or whatever they called her? Uh, weird, I think weird. Weird Barbie, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, that would have been made it a lot of better. Just be like, hey, which Barbie it was? I mean, visually speaking, it was there. It was easy to tell, right? right? Yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But when you put it on paper, Barbie said this to Barbie. <laughs> right, yeah. right. I even like the voice narration, just like of them explaining the world the, and uh, like Helen Mirren. Like, is that the the voice you mean, the narrator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Um, uh, what do you think of the opening of this movie? It's very. I found it really bold and funny. I was, I, I yeah, I it was laughed. So funny. I laughed. Yeah, I laughed a lot. Yeah. Um, someone did a match cut. I saw on TikTok of uh, the original 2001 Space Odyssey scene of that opening. Oh, that's oh the, really? Yeah. And to the thing is really cool. accurate. Really, really. Really. Accurate. Obviously, they cut around to some things because some of that stuff is longer in the original. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in this one, they they cut they cut made some some of the shorter they, they didn't. But every single shot is fra- is exactly a match cut to. Something in the original of uh, 2001. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. With. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was great. Um, what sucked, of course, is that my my roommate hadn't seen 2001, so she didn't get the reference. But she got the gist of the scene, of course. It's easy to tell. But like, yeah. right, it would have been way better if she knew the, the movie reference. Well, th- put that on her list. It's on the list. It's a lot. That list is long. Okay, it's, it's, is it longer than mine? It. Yeah, yeah. She's definitely. You're definitely more less hopeless for sure. Thank but you. you're still pretty hopeless. So, 
Um, Words just, of encouragement. Thank you. I'm just glad you saw Tombstone this year. I'm just so glad that's off the list now. I was trying to convince her to see Tombstone again. <laughs> she was like, Westerns, no thank you. I've seen enough Westerns. Wait, and I was like, I don't know, Tombstone's a really fucking good movie. <laughs> who are you trying to convince? <laughs> yeah, your, uh, your roommate. Oh, you were? <laughs> yeah, I was like, because she was like, I've seen enough Westerns for like... Oh, that's right. That's right. For a while. And then I was, like, I was like, I don't know. Tombstone's a really good fucking movie. You should totally watch Tombstone. Let's go watch Tombstone. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's like, I grew up with Westerns. I'm sick of them. Like, right. Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, it's so sad. I was yeah. Like, but Westerns is such a mind. We're we're off topic. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I love the. So, what do you think of the world building of Barbie? Because it opens with a lot of it right away. <laughs> we open up in the fantasy world of Barbie Land. Is that what they call it, Barbie Land? Right. Yeah. Barbie either, world. Yeah, Barbie Land. I think it's. I think it's right, like, yeah. like Disneyland, right? Yeah. So we right away we open with that, and immediately we get a lot of little details and shit like that about how there's no liquid. So when she's showering, there's no water coming down. When she's yeah. drinking, there's no things like that. Perfect. I love the I love the detail. Yeah, I love I love some of those details. Like they added detail of like her coming down from the roof of her thing because uh, it's actually you don't like use a, the stairs. Well, because the whole point is that um, when a little girl's playing with a Barbie, they would just grab it down to the floor. They wouldn't take it. Do the, the whole stairs. thing, yeah, right. Yeah, I, I like that. I like I like that. Well, at first I was, you know, I was just like, oh, okay, that's just, you know, I guess magical or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But then when they explained it, I was like, oh, that's actually really smart. I was like, yeah. that's a really smart, like, really clever thing, you know? So. Yeah. Um, also, they introduced this idea that every Barbie is played with and how they're played with or what emotion is attached to the way they, they're played with changes the behavior of the Barbie in Barbie land. Is that correct? It's weird, yeah, because, I mean, it would make it seem like there's only one of each Barbie. That's the only problem I have with that. I guess... A Barbie multiverse where every Barbie has its own... No, I felt it that way, too, but I also feel like it's more like what... It's also like... The whatever... It's more like what the trend of the that Barbie is going to be changing into, in my opinion. That's how I, I guess that's how I ended up seeing it. Like the potential of this Barbie is going to change because of current life or current whatever status. Like we're going to have a change of Barbie. It did feel like whatever Barbie's playing is her changing her emotions, but that would, maybe these guys would be on crack all day. Like just fucking changing emotions all 20%. Yes, um, I agree with what I think it's the general output of that Barbie. So like, I think that's yeah, what I was thinking. It's like generally that's what they're seen as. Correct. And uh, it's it's more atypical maybe nowadays in the present day to kind of hate Barbie, especially stereotypical Barbie, which is, I think they say in the movie too, that it's an unrealistic expectation of how women should look, right? Yeah. Um, which is totally true. I mean, Margot Robbie is yeah, Margot Robbie. Right, right, right. right. I mean, come on. Um, like, can you unsee anybody else or see somebody else as Barbie anymore, having seen the movie, than Margot Robbie? You guys believe? Did the movie convince you of that? Or did you expect? Because I don't know. I'm asking. I mean, it feels like that's made for her. Do you feel like the, she, she the role like is the, made for her? It's funny because she, she's like the best fit for stereotypical Barbie, mm-hmm. but she's also a really good damn Harley Quinn. Right, right, right. Well, that's, yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely the actress, right? Uh, the actor in her. Um, no, but I'm saying the movie convinced you that it couldn't be anybody else but that the one they cast. I, I think, think so. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think it works I out, mean, especially I'm for good. right now. Me yeah. Too. 
Me too. Hundred percent. Yeah, I don't. I don't see who that other person would be right now. I can't think of another. Yeah, I'm I say hire like a model that looks like. Wait, other than that. Yeah, other than that, but why would you? The current, the current. You, know, you want an actress though. that can pull it off, right? Of course, you want, yeah. You want, oh, actress, and it's just so fantastic to see the fact that and this is how the movie's talking about Barbie and knowing her range also is like so cool. Just the fact that she can be the polar opposite, not the polar opposite, but the very much the opposite of expectations of what of what stereotypical Barbie is already. Yeah, this is a weird uh, weird pull, but I was thinking uh, the second time I saw it, I, was, I thought about that question. I'm like, I'm like, I can't see anybody else other than Margot Robbie doing this. Well, role. is that the and weird I, thing? Because the movie kind of like asked that question too, right? Well, the weird pull. Oh yeah, it makes fun of it for sure. I mean, yeah. I meant the weird pull. I was getting to it. The weird oh. pull was that it made me think of like, I'm like, I compared that role and that how perfect that role is to. Um, I forgot the guy's name. Cazal, I want to say his last name is. John Cazal, I think is his name. Um, he, the guy, the actor who played Jesus Christ in The Passion of Christ. I'm like, that guy also looked like he only that guy could play that role. Oh, I hear what you're saying. Like yeah, a perfect yeah. cast kind of feel. It felt that way. I'm not saying it is that way. But it felt like that was a perfect cast for that. Like perfect role for that actor yeah. that only he could have pulled off. That's how it made it feel. As far as things that are based in some sort of reality. I know Barbie's not real. But it is a real merchandise, and Jesus Christ was real, of course. Um, anyway, made me think of that. Like I said, weird pull, weird pull. But what were you saying, Ralph? No, no, no. I was agreeing with you. Sorry. Okay, got it. Um, what do you think of the other Barbies? How they're introduced, the world building, like the, uh, there's a government, very American kind of government. Yeah. Uh, a lot of beach jokes. Like, what do we think of this? And the introduction of Ken, anything you want to get into there? That was funny. It was, I mean, very, pretty much the perfect day. She's just going out for a stroll and saying hi to every other Barbie. What was They're the first? What was the first sign of something um, isn't right in this world? Was it when she said, "Like, oh, you guys ever think about that?" Was it then? That was it, I think. Okay, no, there was no other signs before that, or not that I recall. Was there something in the beach before? That's why I, I had something in the beach. That's why I'm I, okay. So I, I was just my thing. I, I was no, no, no. I was trying to remember if the beach was before that or not. Yeah, it was before that. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I, I could have sworn there was something in the beach. I just can't remember exactly what, but I remember something in the beach. So the thing in the beach that I found like a first sign of trouble brewing, so to speak, like some sort of dilemma with the world, something that isn't perfect that it seems, is uh, it's Ken's complete reliance, of course, of only having the attention of Barbie and clamoring for it. The way it was portrayed felt like. He is not active. He's not activated <laughs> until Barbie is looking at him. Yeah. Right? That was the first sign for me. But I, and obviously, and thankfully, the movie does tap into that for sure. But obviously, the first real sign is the one in the trailer, too, where she says, you know, you guys ever think about dying or death or whatever. Um, which, uh, unfortunately, was in the trailer, and I had seen it already, so I saw that coming. I wish I hadn't. That would have been funnier, I think, or more interesting. But whatever. I see it coming. I saw it, and it was good. Um, but what do you think of Barbie thinking of these things? Where did you think the movie was going to go before you found out what it was? I had no, I had, I had no idea. It's hard to it think of that. I know. It's hard to think. Uh, honestly, I thought they were just going to stay in their own world and like deal with whatever issues came across them. Oh, you didn't like, think of any real I thought world. That, no, I actually did not know it was going to be any, any real world. Uh, I tried to avoid trailers also. I knew they were going to leave, but I just thought they weren't going. I thought they were just going to like not the real world, just anywhere else. Like Oh, I see. Like almost like hit a different Mattel like world or something. Polly Pockets world? Yeah, yeah, something, you know. No. Just see what's Joe. going on over there. Yeah, maybe. G.I. Joe, Joe sure. Mattel? Yeah, right. I would assume so, yeah. Oh. Probably. Um, I, I thought that was Hasbro. Oh, maybe. I, I can't. Uh, who cares? Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Who cares? Um, but yeah, the but I thought it was going to be more like a 
how to keep I thought her world was going to be falling apart and she was trying to keep it together which isn't too far from what it was All right right but it was dealing with in world not yeah 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 okay. I also have, I have no idea what I thought back then but I remember I well I seen the trailer so I didn't know they were going out out of the world I just didn't know in what sense I didn't know that it was about finding the person that's giving her that energy right like playing with the stereotypical Barbie enough where like it's giving her all these thoughts right I didn't know it was going to go there but watching, seeing the introduction to Weird Barbie was really interesting um, because everyone, because the problem with a perfect world is that they tend to be, what do you call it? They tend to separate what isn't as perfect as they are in yeah. a much more brutal way. And I think the movie kind of shows that, which is another sign of things not exactly right in this perfect world, right? Because they all call her Weird Barbie to her face and they're basically making fun of her while she's there, Right. And they keep her separated, right? Segregated away from as far away as you can in Barbie Land, right? Yeah. And that says something already that's not good for for the world because if they're creating, if they created perfect harmony as they believe to all women in the world, right? Because they saved the world, um, they shouldn't really be doing that, right? Yeah. So I don't know. Did you guys ever had that thought when that was happening? Because I, I was like immediately going there, but I don't know if I was overthinking it. The movie doesn't really do that a lot. But I'm just saying. <laughs> That I thought that. I don't know. You guys buy that? Or you guys were like, no, it was more for a laugh. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I saw it, I guess, for the first time, more for a laugh. Yeah. yeah Definitely for I, a laugh. Yeah, that's how, I, that's how I portrayed it when I first saw it, I would say. I often overthink things. You're right. The shit's in the giggles. Yeah. No, no, no. I often overthink everything. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, that, that was me overthinking. Um, uh, well, now, Ken. I mean, he's solid number two, I would say, which I didn't expect, but going into a movie named Barbie. But what do we think of Ken? Ryan Gosling and all that. Any of the Kens, really, if you want to get into that. I thought it was funny that they were, like, fighting for Barbies. It was interesting, right? Because they said it, and I think they did a really great setup with the narration there where Ken doesn't work unless if Barbie's looking, right? Yeah, right. That's that's when I was like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, and uh, Ken's, or Ken is only feeling appreciated or feeling loved or feeling whatever unless if barbie's looking at her does not work without barbie right yeah uh whatever the exact phrasing was of that nature um i like that i like that uh it worked the way it was set up really well i i didn't know why he was arguing with the other kids besides i guess getting oh because i guess he was beach ken right because all the other kids are fighting for the other territories or all, all the attention from i barbie. guess that was a little confusing at first yeah but it's also like I'm Beach Ken, and I'm like almost original Ken. I don't know if that's original Ken or in a weird way, right? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I think we're I, supposed to think that, I think. That's what we're supposed to get, yeah, exactly. Stereotypical Barbie would be, I guess you met be- Ken at the beach, so the first time ever, so it's Beach Ken, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess that's the, I guess the way I see it, right? So he's like everything beach, and he even brings it up later. Yeah, West Side Story. Right? He brings it up, I think, later. Like, do I exude beach to you? Like, <laughs> like uh, right? Like, it's just like... Um, it was just funny, but anyways, uh, so yeah, it's one of those things, and I uh, I dug it though. I dug all the all the different Kens, how they all fit their own model. Like that's Cowboy Ken because he's dressed like a cowboy. That's you know like let's it's all these other different Kens. They just and fit their own era, which is Alan, I think. Alan, yeah, Alan. which also fit really great. I oh, that so. was funny. Yeah, the Alan thing was funny. It's a real doll. Apparently, all these all these are real real models, real yes. dolls based on mm-hmm. real toys. I looked it up and some of the stuff. It was interesting seeing all of them. Not not one was made up. For the movie, it's my point. 
um, which is a little fucked up on some of those dolls, especially the one that grows big boobs, by the way. Um, or the camera one, whatever. Um, the thing with the cans is that what I was thinking is that I don't think they, I mean, they, yeah, they were competing, I guess, for the attention of Barbie, for sure. But I think what they were mainly competing for was to be the number one can so they can then get the attention of Barbie. It's like, it's not to get the attention of Barbie. It's like a secondary to being the number one can. I felt like that's what they were competing for. But it felt, uh, it did feel like definitely like a, like a male, like a trope. Not a trope, that's not right. Like a male trait, maybe is more accurate. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. So there's competition, the sense of competition, right? And all that, right? That was kind of funny. Um, well, all right. My thing with that was yeah. the competition mm-hmm. with amongst the Kens. Why was it only for stereot- It seems like it was always geared towards stereotypical Barbie and not the other Barbies. It did seem that way. I think some a lot of the Kens in the background weren't about that. Oh. It did seem like only the Simulu can was the uh, real one. And yeah. it felt very well. Yeah, you're right. Because it, there's a third acting, too, with them that kind of makes less sense there. Right? Yeah. Uh, they seem to have their own faction. I, don't, I can't even. What is, I don't know. The Ken Wars. This is part of the, maybe it's some of the problem. They just kind of introduce this stuff that they don't really explain, which is, which is fine. You know, they can't explain everything. But then again, yeah. it doesn't make sense because... Children play with these things, and children kind of make up stories. So, well, yeah, that, that I mean, could also be a thing. That could be a thing for sure. I mean, there's a story I think for the box as well to a lot of these. Then maybe that's part of it too. You know, Buzz Lightyear had his own instructions from the box, right? That he had to go to this planet, and that was a whole bit for him. Um, that brings me to the next question: Any was any of us have any kind of like connection, or has anyone ever played with Barbies as children? I know we're boys here, but. Uh, mainly asking Luke because he's the only one I know that has a sister. Like Roth and I probably didn't play with. I didn't play with any Barbies. Uh, yeah, my, sister, guys... my sister did have those. Yeah, so, but I... did she ever make you play with them? Not to my knowledge. Because she was older, she ruled. You know, <laughs> like by a year and a half. That's enough. As your kids, that's a lot. <coughs> yeah, probably. I'm asking one well, minute if you have any uh, memories. You know, no, not to my recollection. I, I think I. Mine was High Wheels cars. That was my Mattel verse. Yeah, I the the only thing I remember yeah. playing with Barbie stuff was uh, back in Mexico with our cousins. That's that's the only time I remember playing with Barbie dolls. Shit, I don't remember that at all. Did I yeah. play with you? Do you remember me playing? They used to remember. pull the heads off. So yeah, <laughs> you used to? Oh, they used to. No, you. I did. Yep. I did that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that at all. Okay, well, I'm finding out firsthand that I I was gonna say no, I have no experience because I don't remember anything. But Rob, right here, telling me that I did do it. Apparently, I did it. Apparently, I was violent to these. Barbies. You made the weird ones. I made you the were, weird ones. Yes. Cool. Well, I didn't color their faces or anything, or spl- or made them do the splits forever. You don't know that. Well, Rob, I guess Rob has is the authority on this memory that I don't remember. Maybe he's only giving you a smidge of what you've done in your past. Damn. Self. I need to take yeah, I wasn't really keeping tabs. Any therapy? On you, is that what you're saying? Any- I mean, yes, but Damn. I wasn't keeping tabs on you. Damn. So you're saying when you play with our, you, no heads were detached. Is that Absolutely what never. Absolutely not. Uh, I think we should probably get into Were, were, were exorcisms okay. performed? Yes. You know, the, uh, <laughs> I can see that. Too. I can see me doing that for the kid version of me. Yeah. Because um, I'd seen the exorcist too by then. I was too young. Anyway. Me too. Because if you yeah. saw it, I probably right, saw it too. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> I think we should hey, get Hey, Rob, into... you should watch this. It only scarred me. It should scar you too. Um... <laughs> Then we should get to spoilers so we can talk about America first, role and, and stuff like that, the real world stuff. A lot of shit happens there. Um, anyway, so let's do that. Uh, spoilers for Barbie starting now. And yes, Luke. 
All right. Uh, what do you think of America Ferrera's character and her role in this movie? Because I would think that she's kind of like the actual like low key star of the movie. You know, she's, she's not the she's not the star, but like she's like a low key star. She's right? the mom, right? She's the mom. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh, the ugly Betty, right? That's her, right? Same actress. Yes, it is. Yes. I was like, did I get that right? Well, not Betty La Fea, but no, no, not Betty yeah. La Fea. No, let's okay. Let's not get carried away rough here. <laughs> anyway, what do we think of her? I mean, it, she was the reason that the whole Lord thing kind of happened. Her depression and whatever. Well, her trying to make a Barbie. new model for like a modern model version of Barbie. And, right? and this is where this is right. This is where I the oh, was that for the Barbie and giggles. This is how no. This is how the Barbies were. My opinion were how why she started acting that way, right? In comparison, because we were talking about the, like the broad, yeah. the broadness of like what people think of Barbie, right? Obviously, less less and less people were playing with Barbie, especially because nobody likes Barbie currently, right? Stuff like that, or not nobody, but less people. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just like she's the one, she's the person right now with the most influence to be able to change that Barbie, right? Because that's what she wanted to do. So I think that's she holds like higher stakes of what other people would be doing. So that's why um, stereotypical Barbie started having those thoughts because that could be her potential future. I was like, that's where. Her, her version is going through that, and not all these people, all these other ones weren't doing that because no, they weren't being changed. By yeah, anybody. nobody fucks with astronaut Barbie. Right, exactly. Astronaut Barbie. Listen, she's an astronaut. Yeah. she went. She went to space. What else, right? what else are you gonna fuck with? Huh? Right, exactly. Right. I mean, go go back to space. Go to Mars now. Right. <laughs> Although I would take a a, a Martian uh, astronaut Barbie, Barbie like, a, like a punk punk astronaut Barbie. I would take that. Sure. Yeah. So I I that's how I ended up kind of seeing it afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Because like that's kind of what the movie was also saying was happening, because it was all coming from her, right? So all those things that were, all those feelings were coming from her, because she was the one with the most influence to be able to change stereotypical Barbie into what her version of modern Barbie is, right? impending doom Barbie, right? Impending doom Barbie. <laughs> and now uh, what was the other? Actually, is essential crisis Barbie? There was yeah. the other one. Uh, there yeah. was three. I forget the third, but uh, that would be funny. That would yeah. be funny. Oh, the What's... cellulite one. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the flat, flat feet one. Flat, so, oh, that flat foot part was funny as hell. That yeah, the was, heel thing was really funny. The heel thing, yeah, that uh, was so walking good. heels all the time, dude. I don't know about that. What's her name? The 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 other Barbie that was in the uh, one that uh, the, the the messed up Barbie. Weird Barbie. Uh, weird Barbie. Yeah. Or the, the actress? Yeah, yeah. What's Kate her name? Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon, yeah. yeah. I just, it's, it's a perfect acting, perfect role to cast. Really perfect. Yeah, because yeah, she's already looking, she already looks crazy. Like, well, it's her facial expressions, right? Yeah, yeah, no, she can pull it off, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah it's just so funny. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I, I do think the, picking what's it called, uh, America Ferreira, is such a, she does end up like, Stealing the 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 move. It is kind of about her more than anything else, right? Yeah, yeah. That's which what I'm is, which makes like sense because star, yeah. which kind of makes sense because Barbie's kind of just a tool, right? Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it is just a toy. Yeah. Right. It's a vessel for your emotions. Do, do we think? Do uh, how is this? Do we think that any of the impact that the Barbies in Barbie Land, which is obviously fant- fantastical, right, in nature? Do we think any of that? Is true in our real world. For example, like, do you think that Barbie, the the toy from day one to its prog- to its progress of making more Barbies and different Barbies, inclusion Barbies, throughout the years, do we think any of that has had some sort of positive or negative impact on our society? Oh, 
positive impact in society or negative? Um, I mean, people positive, talk about both. People speak. I mean, both. positive you can give. You know that girls had something to look up to, like you know, had better aspirations. Because when when did Barbie premiere? Like in the sixties or some shit? I think so. Yeah, where most I'm of not... the women are just like housewives and like mm-hmm. you know popping out kids. Well, the opening of the movie kind of tells you like they were playing with baby dolls. They're all yeah, forced they all to play to the mom role in a lot yeah. of these baby doll things. And then Barbie came right as an adult mm-hmm. that you know, can do anything, right? So yeah, it gave them aspirations. I think like to, I could be a doctor, I could be president, I could be an astronaut. Or... I mean, can we think of one that's like that, but for boys? G.I. Joe? <laughs> to be a military brat? <laughs> Is that a good thing? I don't think that's a good thing. Um, I, don't I mean, maybe at some point it was seen as a good thing. That's probably true. That's probably true, yeah. But well, that came after the Vietnam War. I don't think we were positive on <laughs> war. You know, you know, I wasn't... You know what I'm saying? I mean, we didn't need a toy. We had society. <laughs> yeah, we had society telling us, right? Right. Well, you know. 1959. Ah, thank you. Mm. Yeah, the fifties. Yeah, fifties were like everyone thinks of women. Like I mean, the, that's like, the, uh, that's the, that Donna the Reed, end of right? Fifties. So think of Donna Reed a lot from that era. <coughs> Mad Men, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I was just asking. I don't really know the answer. I mean, we how can we know? And unless we read it and research it, we're not going to really know either. Or we ask like uh, enough women to make a statistic out of it. But like. I just find that interesting because I'm curious as to how much of it can be real or is real in American, obviously Western civilization, or at least American society. They're obviously not, they're not everywhere. Uh, by now they are everywhere probably, but like not as much as McDonald's, for example. Yeah. Um, that was just an interesting question because how many toys can be said that they can be this aspirational? You know? Mm, Transformers? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's I, he's like partially not wrong. In what in my way? Opinion. Well, I, how many, are you saying because a lot of engineers were born from trans? I want to know how to make that, right? Is that what I mean, saying? yeah, it's one of those like, I, I think it's like one of those like, what can you do? A lot, of, a lot of Lego makers came out of the Transformers cartoons, yes. <laughs> well, it's like, it, was, it is like, what can you do so different with a toy, you know, mm-hmm. and just see it in, a, in different dimensions almost, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I see it, right? But at the same time, I'm like, that's it's just funny because it's some, something I never think about until this movie came out. I never, really I, think about I've, it. I've never had to think about it, right? right? Exactly. I've never had to think about it before. Well, that's one of the reasons <laughs> I like the movie a lot because it makes me think of that kind of those kind of questions. Yeah, you know? I, I like even though this movie doesn't have that answer, and it's just, it's not about anything than Barbie. I'm just saying that it yeah. made me think of those questions. I get you, yeah, and I like it. Now, um, now that we're in spoilers, patriarchy, Ken, yes. <laughs> I don't know where to start, so I'm going to say whatever you want to say about this. Uh, the way it ends is fantastic. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> the way it ends is fantastic, by the way. Where uh, he's like, I just I just wanted to ride horses. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I didn't really care about any of this. I don't want to be here. Well, I don't I know, know. horses I weren't involved. <laughs> right. I kind of lost interest. I kind of lost interest, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I yeah. see that. I just see that 100%. I was just like, oh, so many so horses, so much Stallone, so much mink. Right. Yeah. Actually, okay, what do we. Th- <laughs> I actually didn't like it. It's funny how much of what is, and I'm not saying what this movie portrays as stereotypical patriarchy stuff yeah. is what's actually true. A lot of it felt true, right? It's but for sure. Most poking, of that poking. stuff, I found that that's not for me. I'm yeah. like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And like, does that mean I'm not falling for some, like, what am I, how am I different than what this movie is showing 
that is typical patriarchy male stuff. Because a lot of it wasn't from. I like Cypress Stallone, but not enough to even remotely do what they were doing. You know, but like I would yeah, never they, dress they, like. They him. should have a hundred percent shown more. Um, you know, what's it called? Van Damme. More Dan. No, it was Jackie Chan, oh, dude. If or they, something. I'd be they, like, I'd be down. If or, they showed that scene and like, uh, what's his name? Space Size does all the time with the dancing and Van Damme, <laughs> the kickboxer, or whatever. Remember. And that no, dancing no. scene, and when he's in the Philippines dancing with the two girls. I sort of remember. It's oh been a God! Long time, oh, so. I know that scene. <laughs> you know that scene? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Coming back, <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. That would have been ever. No, but I, I agree though. I we don't we don't fit those molds though. But like if they, were, if they were gamer we never, boys, we've never had. If they were you know? gamer boys or doing like, yeah. I don't know. I saw a lot of sports in there too. You know, you guys know. Everyone knows here that I'm not into sports at all. I just felt like very little of it. You're not into sports? Not even a little. Crazy. I know. Hey, you want to go watch some tennis in New York with me? In New York, like going yeah. to New York? Yeah. Oh, the go New- I will go for the experience, but I oh, interesting. I love tennis. I thought you weren't into sports. No. Got him. Who's okay. playing? Federer. Got, yeah, better. Barely know that name. It's like bringing Undertaker back. What, <laughs> did he die? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think he's past his prime. Oh, okay. You wow. think? Um, anyway, um, I felt that it was, I, I was, it was just str- a little strange. I felt like because I don't relate to a lot of the stuff they were showing on Ken's side, Ken's reaction to changing Barbieland the way he was doing it and convincing the other Ken's to do so. Yeah. It's like, I felt like a little, it felt a little tropey because I don't relate to a lot of that stuff they were doing. I'm saying, at my end, right? Uh, but I get what they were saying. Of course I get what they were doing. But I'm saying like, like yeah. are most guys that way? Are they? Are they that way? I think it's maybe uh, also another way of saying that's how girls see all guys. It could be that. I thought of that question too. Be- you know, and I, I, I saw more of that aspect. Um, mm-hmm. Than anything, because it does feel tropey, right? And I, I don't fit half the molds of whatever everything was saying there. Yeah, you know. I mean, I like wonder because there's two screenwriters that there's a male and a female, right? So I wonder did Noam Bamak not exclusively write the Ken stuff, but yeah. did he put a lot of input into that? Only yeah, you know, like maybe. I'm curious as to that kind of perspective. But uh, you know, his movies are not exactly like <laughs> as they're writing it together. This is boy stuff. Don't be reading this part. <laughs> Right, get away! No girls allowed. I wrote this badass song. No, no okay. girls allowed. Yeah, I put Matchbox Twenty in this. Right. <laughs> I, wait, wait, it, is Matchbox Twenty like the the male thing? I, I also didn't know that, but that song no, is fucked no. up. Never listened to the lyrics before. Then playing it on the on the beach. That song from Matchbox Twenty that they play on the beach over and over again. If you guys listen to the lyrics, because I never listened to the lyrics before this movie. Um, in that beach scene, especially when they're serenading to all the Barbies, but when they're doing the ha- when they're doing the plan. Oh, that's right. Oh. Yeah, that was I'm like, that's the fucked up what? song. That was Matchbox Twenty. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think so. Pretty hundred percent. I mean, like ninety percent. Sure. Yeah. Right. Um, um anyway, I didn't know. I forgot. You could look it up. I don't remember. I, I knew. I knew it the week I saw it. I just don't remember the name of the song anymore. Um, it's just funny how like that's like a male anthem that I didn't know about. <laughs> I felt. I also felt right because I've heard that in radios and stuff. So I've heard that. I've listened to the song before. I just didn't know what the fuck they were singing about, you know. And uh, knowing now, it's a little. It's still fucked up. But then again, a lot of songs are fucked up when you listen. When you actually listen to the lyrics, right? You know. Um, not that it excuses it. I'm just saying that that's true of a lot of songs. Um. So the misogyny, the patriarchy. Um. There's a lot of heavy stuff in this movie. Of course, that we knew coming into this movie that was going to be about. Uh, what do we feel like about what it's saying, and do we feel like it got some things right, and what do we think it got wrong? How do we feel about personally? Uh, 
you know, hopefully in good, honest rhetoric here. Okay. Um, from the beginning mm-hmm. in the movie, it's all pretty much the entire thing is ruled by the Barbies, right? Mm-hmm. Total matriarchy. And the kids are just there. Yeah. Then it flips over where Ken's rule and, you know, and the Barbies are just there. They're kind of, oh, we'll get you a beer or whatever. The problem is there was never any, at the end of the movie, it just reverted back to the old way, essentially, where Ken's are just still there. And it's like nothing really changes for them. Aside from Barbie saying like, oh, I won't have to have a girl's night every night. That's right. That's one of the, yeah. And so it's like. Wouldn't have shouldn't have there been like a compromise in a situation like this, where I had the same thought, Luke. kind of like rule in a way or mm-hmm. equality or something. That's I mean, isn't that what we're trying to go for? More, a more equal thing amongst everyone. Okay, uh, I I I have more to say on that, but I do I did think of that too, Luke. Uh, Luke. Uh, Rob, what do you think about that, or what did you think that was different? Yeah, I agree. I get what you're saying, Luke. Um, it's called Barbie Land. <laughs> not Mattel World, right? Right. And that's the sad part, right? That's not sad. It's sad enough for us, for the men in the world, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. Um, but really nothing. Are not. we enough? I'm always enough. I want that so. fucking sweater. So do I. So it's so bad. I want but it. it has to be that sweater. Like, it has, it has to be that's right. There can't be the any one variation of it. I've, I've seen, yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen variations of it. No, it has to be that one. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um, I agree. <laughs> what I read that I was, I fucking died i was like Gah. the only the only the only variation i might accept is that it's same font same color it would say am i enough with a question mark oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. the only other variation i would take yeah um so i it's it's more like the awakening or the uh thing of uh of barbie right of, of and then how they're changing for it's just them, how they're going to change, how they're going to see, how they're going to modernize in a weird way, right? Um, I didn't see it. I didn't see... I get what Luke was saying, but it's more... It's I saw more of the fact that it's just like... It's all about bar, It's all about Barbie. So going it back to the same, just with these changes or with them having these thoughts and knowing these things, it's, it's about them. It's always been about them. And the movies established that to begin with, with that Ken doesn't matter in this world. You know, it's not about anybody else. So going back to the same is just with those minor changes or with those with those thoughts in mind now, right? And um, with those new experiences is about the best you were going to get. So I didn't really, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't as. You didn't think it were. was that out of bounds? You saying? I didn't. I didn't think it was that out of bounds now. From for what the movie's bounds established already. Well, I would say the movie's definitely not interested in making things equal. Right, that's what oh, I'm saying. So like that's in, what that I, I, right, in that right. in that sense is what right. I'm trying to get at. That's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm living in the movie's world, right? So that's what I'm saying. So. Right. I mean, I did. I have something on that for sure, but like, because I thought the same thing, yeah. and I did have an initial, like, not a visceral not a reaction. I wouldn't say that at all. I mean, like, ah, no, not at all. But I did have that problem uh, watching that for the first time, like that. Uh, what Luke is saying. Um, but then, of course, I came to the, the thing is that the movie is also <clears throat> among many things. The movie is angry with the fact that the patriarchy is what it is in the real world. Yeah. And is not interested in making a movie where they bring everyone together. It's interested in making a movie about the misogyny that's going on and about the women's side of things. It's not interested in placating. At least, I mean, it does a little bit. I'm not saying it doesn't do at all, nothing. I'm just saying it's not interesting in ultimately placating to any kind of male thing. 
and by by mail, I mean can, and with Ken particularly, and unfortunately, the CEO thing that's another dilemma that doesn't get really resolved well because they still own everything, and it doesn't seem like uh, Gloria, which is America Ferrara's character, is going to get much pay yeah. in that company either. It's not like it ends with her like being CEO or even letting her. This is like they say that her ideas are bankable. That's all they say. I don't know yeah. if she's getting a promote. Like it doesn't mean anything, you know? Yeah. Um, Your ideas run the clock, therefore they are our ideas. I'm saying what I'm saying is that it keeps both separate. Like it, it keeps the the real world problems still there, and it keeps Barbie Land Barbie Land. Right? They try. It goes right. It has no interest in that. It is perfectly happy not being like all inclusive in that sense. Not that it doesn't have anything positive to say about yeah. the stuff. I'm just saying that it really doesn't want to do that. It, it, it feels very carefully made that way. Uh, so I agree with Rafa in that sense, but I did have that problem, like like Luke was saying, because I thought the same thing. Yeah. Um, but also, like very similar to our real world, and as, and as far as progress is very small and minuscule, you know, like the fact that she says, like, well, we don't have to have sleepovers with girls every single night. That's a sign of small progress. Another one is that remember when uh, the men ask, like, can they be involved with the government? And they're like, well, we can start you off with something small, right? The janitorial stuff, just like. You know, they, we did with women. Like, they start off really small yeah. in our, right? That's the same right. thing. Yeah. It's like, I feel like they're doing the same kind of progress that we, by we, I mean the males, uh, uh, the men, allowed women to do back in the, I don't know, 50 years ago, 60 years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like that's what it's doing, too. Like, it's the start of something, but they're not going to start off equal. No, I mean, they're not going to immediately have a vice president that's male either, right? Like, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I thought that was interesting in its own way. That I felt like, okay, I'm not mad at it. <laughs> like, it makes sense. I might write it that way too, you know, if I were you. Yeah. Uh, I get that. I get that. I um, mean, there's also a whole speech that America Ferrara gives right when they figure out how to revert the Barbies back mm-hmm. from their, what is that, some sort of incantation, right? Right? To get them back to themselves. Yeah. Right? Because they're like objectified and they are like just servants or whatever they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> Is that uh, what? What do you think of that scene? There's always one of those scenes in any uh, all of the Greta Gerwig's movies, by the way. Oh, is uh, there? I've never seen any of her movies. Yeah, there's one in Lady Bird and there's one in Little Women, 100. percent At least one. And uh, what do you think of that? Do we? Is that? How, is any of that true in your own biased way? Of what she was saying about how women should be, shouldn't be. Any of that ring true? I guess. So I'm trying. Uh, give, give me so hold on. What, give me the question again. So, uh, you know that that whole speech she gives, uh, Gloria, that whole speech she gives about women. You know, you can't be too tall, you can't be too mean, you can't be. You know that whole thing. Yes. Did yeah. any of that ring true to you guys? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of it does. Yeah. We, yeah. Um, a lot of it does, and I also yeah. I don't. I'm, I'm not gonna say anything else. You know what? Let me not. You, you, you let, me not shoot my, let me not put my foot in my mouth. I'm you like, sure? No, I mean, I will. There's no females around me. No, I mean, and, and not around me either. And there's a good reason for I for that look. But um, Listen, this is why I'm married, and you guys are single. I mean, I'm, I'd rather be single than married. Do that. Um. Anyway, no, yeah. but it, it's it is this double standard. Is how how we see things. You see a male boss who's controlling. Oh, he's just you know take action. Female boss does the same thing. Oh, she's a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen. I, I, yeah, that rings true for me. I've seen that before. I've seen people say that about women bosses and stuff. Yeah, um, I've seen that too. You have to listen. A stereotypical mold, essentially. 
Yeah. At the same time, I, got, I mean, listen, an asshole's an asshole. I'm going to call you out regardless if you're a male or a female. That's me personally, right? I'll tell you, to, I'll say to them, tell the male, you're an asshole. And they'll probably agree with me. Yeah. But if I say that to a woman, they're going to get butthurt about it too. Like, I, listen, I, I'll say that to the same person. If they're acting the same way, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. you're just an asshole. Like, it is what it is. Like, right. But it is that I, I do agree with all the, I, just about everything she said. Um, it is like, you know, you have to be kind, you have to be this. You can't have you ever asked you uh, your significant other or women in your life this, this kind of question? These kind of things before? Like, have you ever wondered, like, <laughs> get into conversations about it with, with them? Nothing um, has to be your wife or off, but it could be anybody. I've been in a conversation. I don't. I've never been in a conversation with her about it uh, specifically, mm-hmm. but I have been told this is how I see that it has to be done. I have been told something similar to that aspect, just not in that detail. It's more right. like a part oh, yeah. of that. Well, yeah. this is this is written, right? This is all. Like of course, thing. yeah. A lot of those moments are just in the moment conversations that just whatever this, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I was, I've been told something similar though, so of that nature of like you know, and I go, yeah, it it a hundred percent sucks for you but that's i mean at the same time it's also like are you putting that on yourself that's the way i so i kind of saw it like you do you have to think like that but but i think i um, i have the luxury of not having to feel that way so i don't know yeah (laughs) i have the luxury of people not not looking at me that way either like it's just there's a lot of things in that nature you know well yeah and and in many ways they look at us differently in different ways for different reasons right um if at all really it's more of ignorance it's more like (laughs) just kidding yeah that's my experience anyway yeah, I, there's a lot of tropes that we put that society puts on our on each other, and it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I don't fit in some of it or all of it at the same time. Yeah, know. what about you, Luke? Have you ever discussed this kind of thing with uh, a woman before of any kind? Mom, sister, He's girlfriend. Trying to think. Uh, well, it could be a no. I mean, I, can't I say that I have, but uh, it's probably something I've come across or thought about. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I have a few times, and. Uh, it's always weird trying to bring it up. I try never to bring it up. Yeah, but so I have before, though. I have. Oh, have you? Oh, yeah. Um, usually, not a, not because, like, oh, I just saw this movie. But it usually comes from a discussion similar to that. Like, we'll be talking about books. I'm like, oh, we'll get into a discussion of the bell jar. And I'll be like, what do you think about women in that era doing this? Like, and, you know, that and that comes up naturally, right? Hmm. And I ask that question because I am that kind of nosy bastard that does that. Oh, to some women or some people, I'm sure they would think of me as a nosy bastard. Others might see like, oh, that's interesting. No, I never got to talk about this. I don't know what they feel. But, yeah, I have. And it's always of the same same kind. Now, I have a question. Is any of, because I think everyone in this world kind of has biases. Kind of comes to territory. Um, Without, like, trying to, like, out anyone in any way, uh, is anyone, to the relation of that conversation, that, that speech... That she gives Gloria in that scene that we're talking about. Um, do we feel any of those biases are true on your part? Like, do we ever do you see women in any of the ways that she says or has seen a woman in that way in your past? I yeah, I won't say so. That's, yeah, me too. That's not, that's, I'm, I'm pretty sure I have. Yeah, there's there's. I mean, I would say I try to you know not, not to do that. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it's also like man, a lot of it is just like you were brought up. A lot of it is how you... Uh, Do you have a biggest ick that they would see as a problem? I'm ick? trying to think. I don't know. What do you mean by I, ick? I just said the... Like a, a thing that she was saying in her in her speech that, you know, that would be a bias that people know, that woman would mm. notice. Like, do you have something like that that maybe you know of or people have told you in the past that you have? Any of us. 
No, I can't. I can't think of a situation. I'm trying to phrase it right, but just no, no. I know you are, but I'm trying to think. I can't. I don't. If I do, no one's ever brought it up to my attention. So have I thought? Oh, oh, oh she's too tall. I don't, no, I don't want to be with her. Or she's too short. Oh, that kind of thing? Uh, well, you know, I think some of that is just attraction, right? Yeah. I mean, is that a problem? I don't think that's a problem. Well, do you ever think of like? Yeah, do you ever, for example, like a common one would be like, and I would say that I, I was like this. I'm not like this anymore. I really feel like I'm not. I think, I think I pretty much shoot it from my life now. But I used to be the classic stupid male thing where I would think that if, um, if a, um, if a woman is mad, she, I immediately think bitch or I think of, like, I think of very common, common words that would go to that and it really would be only, in relation to the her gender, I'm like, why should that matter? Of course, I don't do that anymore. But I'm saying I used to feel that way instantly in my head. That's not a good thing. No, I totally agree. Right? I'm just saying. I'm giving you yeah. one of mine. I'm saying, do you have? Yeah, I used to have the one where like very does play the female role, the mom role, and thing of that. But nothing, not anymore. I've never had that. I haven't oh, had that in a long here's time. Here's a super common one. Um, for example, like if you don't find a woman attractive, do you? treat them any differently like in the context of like i don't mean being in a bar but like in the context of work or in the context of like you're like shopping maybe or something like that and not uh, not flirting i'm saying <laughs> no i'm basically the same way to everybody yeah i'm fucking awkward as fuck so it doesn't so matter. you're the same awkwardness no matter if you yeah. are not attracted to them uh you know there's always gonna be are you saying are you awkward with men as well that you don't know would you say yeah. have uh, you ever met me I, I don't know. I don't see you out in the wild a lot. I see you with me. You know, it's funny. I don't no, see no, no. you and me and a bunch of people. You know, I, yeah. so. this, this actually happened a couple of days at work. Mm-hmm. My coworker's son has the same birthday as me, same day, right? Okay. And we were walking, and they're like, "Oh man, hope I get this and turn out to be awkward." Uh, like, Luke, are you awkward? I was like, "Have you met me?" And the, another coworker started laughing because he's known me for a long time. Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, you're fucked." <laughs> <laughs> it was just hilarious. Yeah, I. You are you saying can I be the same around men as around women? Or is that the bias? Well, that first I was saying about attractive women, which is unattractive women, but we can go with either. I mean. Oh yeah, no, I think I, I try to be the same with everybody. Um, yeah. Try to speak to the same the same way, especially. I mean, but when it comes to men and women, just. Well, I have to get to know somebody. For me, it's always been someone's boundaries first. It's before I can say something. You know, that's. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. So I really treat everybody individually. Like I try to be as individual as I can. Some people I can talk to just like anybody else. Some people I'm way more raunchy than others. Mm-hmm. And that's just. But I have to learn that. Per- I have to learn it from that person. I have to let them tell me that that's comfortable for them before I'm like that with anybody. So yeah. Other than that, I'm very much the same with everybody until until someone lets me in on their thing that I can do, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I used to I used to have those problems myself. Like I, I did to have those differences. Like yeah. I would give more attention to someone that I found attractive versus someone I didn't. Yeah. You know. Or, I try. I, I try to avoid that as much as possible. I no, actually, I mean, yeah. I'm way better at it now. Especially, like, oh yeah, younger, there's still little things. I would, say, I would say for sure. Yeah, a younger me, I would have. Yeah. I would 100 percent would have been that person. Like, yeah. like you know, not like move out of the way, I'll go or anything like that. But like, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, you know, oh yeah, you you get more attention. Sure, like, yeah, you want 10 percent off on that? Of course, I'll give you 10 percent. You know, like because it's a little dinged or whatever on this item. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Compared to, I just told that other person. Ultimately, you know, 
there is one thing that any gender, any person can do that always makes me like like them more. If they can make me laugh, I'm yeah. usually like, that's fine. I don't give a shit what yeah. you are or what you look. You know, like that's the one. <laughs> that's the highest honor you can give me as a stranger. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. like right that I could accept. Like, okay, yeah, you, you. Then I'll give you this kind. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, oh, whatever. Like, you can make <laughs> me laugh because it's usually the other way around. I make myself laugh at a joke I'm telling them. Sure, yeah. Um, which is sad in its own way. Anyway, um, but anyway, I think this movie is like trying to do that. Not bring those out. I mean, yeah, but bring those out for sure. You know, hopefully talk about it. Hopefully come to terms with something. You know, I find it very interesting seeing a lot of people, a lot of male people, sorry, a lot of men coming out of this movie really uh, hateful towards it. And I read a few of those things, a few of those reviews, a few of those tweets um, or whatever, a few of those posts. And uh, most of them, I got to say, are very reductive for negative, dumbass reasons. A lot, of, a lot of them have legit reasons for them, too, because this movie's not for everyone. This movie's not perfect. People have got to hate it. You know, women can hate it, too. You know, like, yeah. um, and I try to, like, see what the general, like, it's really, I, was, I found it fascinating. Uh, and because this movie is so popular, it gives you a great, like, statistic, a great array of different types of men and different types of women talking about it. Which you don't, you don't often get. It's not like everyone's read like you know Norma Ray or what you know or whatever the fuck you know, and uh, the Belgier is my go-to for whatever. Anyway, but yeah, um, I think it's interesting, and um, I know we haven't talked a lot of pieces on this movie. Not that we have to; it's already an hour. But um, anything else you just want to talk about? There's so many elements. Like we meet the the, the original creator of Barbie in the movie, Barbie's ending where she goes. Was that off the real the original thing. creator of Barbie? No, she was portrayed to be. She's oh, dead. Portrayed. Okay, that's dead. that's what dead. I thought. That was an actress. Yeah. Uh, but there's those things. There's a more of the CEO stuff we didn't get to about being boxed. There's more about Ken and like uh, you know stuff there, like the musical number we didn't talk. There's so many things we didn't talk about. But anything you want to discuss? I, I, I will say for sure the. Uh, the, what's it called? The, the big musical number for Ken. That the choreography is fantastic. It's so even the fantastic. even the Dua Lipa one. Then when she's like, you know, she breaks her. Like, do yeah. you think about that? You know, scenario that yeah. scene. Like that. Even that one's really done really well. And it's funny. It's done really well, but it's also done like begrudgingly by Ken because he's like arguing with the other Ken, right? Yeah. And uh, it's just I I thought all of that was done really well, and it felt like it felt um, what's it called? Uh, it felt right. How, how everything was portrayed, I suppose. I can, we can not use the right word, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, I can't think of. I mean, there's, there's a lot. A, there's there. a lot more to talk to. But about, I feel like sure. yeah, we were too long. But yeah, uh, anything you want to bring up at all, Luke? That you feel like we have to, or we should, or anything that stuck with you that we haven't discussed? Mm, no, can't say that. I think no. I, that that moment that they do bring up the owner or the creator of of Barbie. And that mm-hmm. one weird back room at the CEO, or whatever. Yeah, I felt really off-putting, but the movie's already like that off-putting. But I, I felt so like out of place in comparison to everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, what? And then even them, the CEOs going through it also was just like, what? Like, it just felt really weird. Some of the yeah. stuff like felt just not right. But then the whole movie doesn't feel like it's its own world, right? It's in the real world in a weird way. So it's, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, the funny the funny juxtaposition about this movie regarding the CEO stuff that I found interesting before we end the segment, I mean, is that um, we would never buy this movie, even though this is a fantastical movie, completely fantasy. Um, we would never buy this movie if they gave uh, uh, Gloria uh, uh, a seat at the table. 
or oh, God forbid, make her CEO or, or change up the actual structure of Mattel, like the way they were showing it with the patriarchy and stuff. We would never actually buy that. We would think that's way too unrealistic, I think, if the movie tried to pull that, which I feel is like a 90s thing, by the way. Um, it is, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I feel like it's like you're missing the point. It's funny how we would have gone too far. Like that's too unrealistic. Yeah, in yeah. an already unrealistic movie. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like and I it, find that kind it, of fascinating. Yeah, it is. But it, it would have. No. But it would have soured the movie nowadays. It would. Yeah. I mean, I I know I would have felt the same if they did that. I'm just saying that it's funny how that is true. I agree with what the movie did. I think it's more interesting. I'm just saying that. Um, imagine yeah. if they actually try to get everything they want. You know what I mean? Like that's. We would find it less realistic. It's fucked up. It's a stranger than fiction problem. Anyway, that is it for our long ass review of Barbie. Yeah, we're gonna take a break. Watch the movie. It's shorter than the review. Yeah, when we take, uh, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna review our last film of the evening, which is Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Stay with us. Three girls come to Hollywood to make it big, but find only sex, drugs, and sleaze, which is like the same as sex, by the way. Um, this is Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, directed by Russ Meyer, also co-written by Russ Meyer, also uh, co-written by Roger Ebert, the famous Chicago Roger film Ebert? critic. Yeah, wow, real critic. This movie stars Dolly Reed, Cynthia Myers, Marcia McBroom, or Marcia maybe, John Lazar, David Gurian, Michael Blodgett, look it, Eddie Williams. Edie? No, it's by Edie. Edie Williams, that's not right. Who is... Goddamn, she's not. Anyway, Erica Gavin, Phyllis Davis, Harrison Page. A lot of people you don't know. Just say that. A lot, a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people we don't... Now, some of these people, I have seen some little bit parts here and there. Like, I'm pretty sure I've seen that fucking... That asshole lawyer guy. I'm positive I've seen that fucker somewhere. Yeah, I think so, too. But yeah. I don't remember where, and I'm not going to look it up. So, this is... <laughs> I mean, look, I looked up parodies... Right, parody titles on a search engine and try to see like people's lists and stuff. And this came up on a few Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. I had heard of Valley of the Dolls, of course. I haven't even seen a clip or two throughout my, you know, years. Um, for different reasons, probably for school. And and I knew Beyond the Valley of the Dolls was like it must have been connected, I thought. <laughs> and and in this movie's like immediately opens with saying, Nah, we ain't connected <laughs> to that movie. Right. <laughs> Luckily, I had seen the original. Now you oh, guys okay. have not I didn't seen know that. the original. No, no, I would no, say no. I mentioned I, it already in the recent. Experience. I'm not gonna lie to you. I read that part and I was like, I, I got a feeling this has to do with a lot of the of that movie. Well, it's it's similar in one simple way, but yeah. way dissimilar in so many things else. Sure, sure, sure. So the similar the similarity is that Valley of the Dolls follows three women working in L.A. in the L.A. Uh, acting scene or play acting and acting, you know, like Hollywood scene, but not Hollywood. I think it's like sort of Hollywood. One is like a works for a lawyer's office. One's an actress or singer, you know? Yeah. And it's a much more sort quote unquote, realistic look into that business, into that lifestyle, into how it corrupts. But it isn't at all. Like, I mean, it has, it has drug use for sure. It has tragedies, but it is much more diluted and minute. It isn't, it's about the, the effects of it mentally than it is about, like, all the horrible... Like, it isn't a roller coaster ride. You know what I'm saying? Beyond the yeah. Valley of the Dolls, though, is much more of a roller coaster ride. I would never not say that this movie isn't a fucking crazy ride. Is this our first rated X movie? That's the other thing. This movie's rated X. It's oh from 1970. God. It is rated X. Uh, real quick question. Well, actually, I should say my thoughts first. 
Um, this is one of those weird times where this parody, I think, is better than the original. That must be never true. I'm not saying never. Must be rare. Yeah. But, like, that's really rare because I, I yeah, really, really, I think this movie has more cohesiveness than the fucking <laughs> other movie. Bro, oh, my bro, God. Bro, the editing of this movie. It's fucking nuts. <laughs> they do smash cuts of times that are just like that. Just like that. You change time. Gone. gone. Wardrobe. Change completely. Completely. <laughs> a girl will be naked and dance for one scene and she have clothes on and then uh-huh. like, yeah. 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 And yet this movie still was much more not just entertaining, but it made more sense to me than the other one. Oh, like logically, no, I, n- I never want to see that one ever. That's just again. me, though. But, but, <laughs> I, but I, I found the other one kind of boring, kind of dry, kind of like tropey. But also, it's a '60s movie as well, so I don't know for sure. how much of it to give. The, the difference between these two movies are only two years, by the way, two three years. Yeah. Um, it should be said. And uh, I, this movie was a fucking wild ride. I, I, I knew what to expect because I know who Russ Meyer is. But I, okay. I really, this is my first of his movies, though. Um, I thought I'd seen some of his other movies, but no. His most famous movie probably is Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Anyone seen that or heard of it? Nope. I've heard of yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's like the movie of his that you've seen, that you've definitely heard of at least. Uh, never seen it. But let me give you a few titles of his movies. And you'll see that Beyond the Valley of the Dolls is probably the most tamest one. We'll see. He did Beyond the Valley of the Ultra Vixens, which came out after this. He did a movie called Up, Super Vixens, which might be a sequel, uh, Black Snake. Uh, he did <laughs> Vixen with an exclamation mark. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Oh, I think one of the girls from that movie, from this one, is in Vixen. Yeah, maybe. He did uh, Mud Honey. And I read some of these t- uh, synopsis, by the way. They're insane. Heavenly Bodies with an exclamation mark. A lot of exclamation marks in his movies. Skyscrapers and Braziers. Erotica. The Naked Camera, This Is My Body, The French Peep Show. I'm just saying, these are some of the titles of the movies that Russ Meyer has known for. And obviously, I find it very interesting that Roger Ebert, the famed Chicago film critic, wrote or co-wrote this movie um, before his, obviously, big fame as a film critic. Because I think he was just starting. He was just starting, you know, back then. Uh, okay. Now, obviously, I gave my thoughts on it. Uh, really quick. His gravestone says, Ring of the Nudies. I was glad to do it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it looked like they were having fun. Looked mm-hmm. like a lot of fun. So, um, Roth, what did you think of this movie? <laughs> I thought, I thought this was bonkers, man. It was a bonkers movie to watch. I, I, you know, like, I, I knew it was making fun of something, right? I had to be. And it was just like all oh, the tropesness of it. And you know what I first thought? Also, like the first maybe like five minutes in, like just like seeing everything, or, or when we get to that first party, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought of Mike Myers actually, and I thought of Austin Powers, and I thought of uh, Is Mike Myers parodying this movie, like movie, right? And I thought about that right away, and I was like, I thought about, I was like, man, it's or is it just parodying this? I mean, it just feels like it's just parodying the seventies, right, and that era of that time, yeah. right? 
in the 60s and all that stuff, right? So I just think it's just parroting that in general, but it does feel like it's parroting this almost. Like, is this a weird deep cut like that he's parroting that we I've it never understood be. until now? I want to see it, it again be. almost. You never know. What kind of right. They make. Almost. Almost want to see it again. Don't get me wrong. I like Austin Powers movies. They're funny to me. But yeah. Um, but besides the point. So I thought of that right away. And uh, I just, I, I wanted to say, like, it's, it's, it is a harder movie to watch, though. Um, harder movie to just, like, follow as well. Following it is just because we already talked about the cuts and a lot of shit going on, a lot of randomness in that aspect. And you're just like, Jesus, who can, like, fuck, did you guys get to hire a butcher in there? Just like, fucking God, When Luke bro, says that, yeah, this what? movie needs an editor, but Luke was saying this one needs less editing. it was just like holy shit but it is one of those um yeah the overall story though how and then i was like because of how the movie starts it starts off with that uh murder right yeah well there's uh there's like uh well this happened but we're gonna jump back a few weeks or a few months right 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 it does right it is is, this happened right and it's just everything that happens in the movie feels so tropey and i feel like I feel like it's stealing from things, but it's so early that I feel like people are stealing from it. And like just like it's so it, that's the thing about this movie. I don't even think it so is this really a parody or is it barely a parody and really it cemented some trope that others have parried it, you know? Yeah, I have I don't no know idea what to feel about that, it. I, I feel like I feel like this movie, it's like people look at it as a parody, but no, this is how it happened, and then people started parodying that. And I'm like, yeah. is that what happened? Because that's what it feels like. That is what it feels like. So, uh, so, so are you yay or nay in the movie? Sorry. Uh, overall, nay. Okay. But it is bonkers, and it's just hard to recommend to anybody. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to see a movie that's softcore porn in a way? <laughs> Basically, I got you, buddy. Well, I would say, what's I wrong with you. that? Honestly, there, no, it's not, not much. That's what but, this. But I have a super high level. I, I, I will say something. The, the end of the movie was great, though. I, I will say the end of the movie was great. <laughs> I really love that ending. Yeah, so do I. But overall, they sorry. I think I love this movie actually. But Luke, what are you gonna say? Uh, no, uh, I thought this movie obviously was crazy with the editing. <laughs> Super. I mean, I'm kind of used to some of the old slasher flicks with the uh, crazy, really red blood. But this is the whole movie, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the the editing was just a mind fuck. But yeah, didn't care for that. Definitely not something you want. You know, your parents walk in and they're like, "What the fuck are you watching?" If, if you're a kid, yeah, it's, it's it's a lot of fucking. Um, uh, would I will probably never watch this movie ever again in my life, unless I'm showing it to somebody else. See, I, it's funny because I didn't think it was it was a badly told story. I I, I kind of followed it. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of no, followed it too. It, it, there's a story. Yeah, there's no, a no. story you can follow. I mean, there's like That's seven stories, issue. really. Well, there is. Yeah, because they're following three. But then they're following at one point, really four. Just... They're following the yeah the guy, the guy and the girls, girls yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And then they kind of branch off with others yeah. a little bit. But... Man, that guy's such a symptom. <laughs> Which guy? Oh yeah, uh, Harris. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then the words that they as such, man. I don't like. I said, like, I just feel like this is start. This is parroting things, and I really do feel like. Well, here's what, yeah, I, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I, I almost feel like I want to ask Mike Myers, like, bro, did you have to steal this? You had to have watched this at some time in your life, yeah. And you're like, I can make fun of this, and I'm like, please do. Yeah, you know? well, I, I just found this movie so, like. I find it refreshing because I really don't see these movies like this anymore. I don't mean the soft corn porn. I mean the way it's filmed, the way it's shot. I mean like the way it's the what's what's it doing. 
I really, I rarely see movies like this. This, you know, like I felt it kind of like unique in that way. Like, oh, this came out in 1970. You know, like I'm not, I'm not saying people weren't horny back then either. They were plenty horny. You've seen a lot of movies like that. Sure. I mean, if they, anything, they, they were to worry about in several then. ways. They were way less restrictive than we are today. In some ways, we're not. They're not. But like in a lot of ways, they they were less restrictive. You know, and I, I didn't see a single Jimmy. A single Jimmy. Uh, I was gonna say that they have kind of they, they did though they just never used them. Um, <laughs> it's a bonker. It's a fever dream almost like a movie. It feels like you're on drugs watching it a little bit, and I think uh, it goes along with what they're trying to do. I think there is some sort of there is a more than just a point than just showing some stuff in the movie. But ultimately, I think the movie only cares about like I've never has I've never seen parties depicted like it's fun to be at a party you know what i'm saying parties are always like a stepping point to a plot or the place where the horrible thing happens in most yeah. movies you're not even horror yeah, movies yeah. just saying in most movies like 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 200 cigarettes maybe has a party scene in it that is genuinely a good party scene but you rarely see an energetic party scene like this fucking movie and i think they kind of nail it I'm like that's kind of rare i don't remember seeing that in movies really today you know you don't see it as much obviously it's hard to depict that in general and parties tend to be lame when you think back on it but in the moment they tend to be fun usually unless you're not into it of course but like i don't know i kind of found that kind of unique i kind of found this kind of those kind of things in the movie to be um what makes it kind of stand out and what makes it kind of a good movie not that the whole movie is good I w- it's hard to recommend yeah i would say if this is a b movie it might be the best b movie ever but like doesn't mean that it's a great movie either. I'm not going to say that. I just think it's way better than I expected, you know? So. Yeah. The only problem with this movie that I have right now is I have nothing to compare it to. That's a good thing. But, like, I, don't actually, know what yeah. the, I don't know what it's parroting. Well, I saw that <laughs> as a doll. So, so right. is it fair to say that that's a parody of it? I would say, well, it made it its better version than it, but like... In a way, yeah. I think the fact that they put it at the top of the movie means that they're kind of making fun of it, right? I guess. I also don't know how big value the dolls was. Yeah, maybe it was big because of the Sharon Tate thing. Yeah, yeah she was dead by the time this movie came out. Yeah, she died like a year so... after that movie was or released. So yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, that, that, that's. I mean, she is definitely on the bill for the movie, even though she's not the star, Sharon Tate, in the original. So that could say a lot right there, right? Mm-hmm. As to how capitalizing on her famous death and shit. Um, which is fucked up, of course. Um, I don't know. I feel like the movie is trying something here. And it's possible that a lot of people see it and they say, like, well, I think it's trying to make it look like it's trying to be something. But ultimately, it just wants to show titties and ass. <laughs> a lot of like Right? Yeah. And I, I, honestly, if you argue that point... And give me all the examples that go with it, because there are a lot of examples of tits and ass in this movie. Um, real quick cutscenes, which is probably what made it an X and made it actually sellable in theater. You know, probably like the, if you linger on a shot, that's probably like too far. Back then, I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm assuming that's why the editing is like that sometimes. Um, but it's possible you could do that. You could make that claim. You could make that argument, and I couldn't. I couldn't go against it. But at the same time, I did see other stuff in it that I can't like ignore either, which is why you explained some of the party stuff for now. Um, 
what becomes a trope today, I think is well told in this movie well enough. I feel like this guy about the ending of the movie, the narrator comes in and gives us a (laughs) lowdown (laughs) on everyone's uh, like the cause of everyone's problems that leads to the making of what the movie is right to every single person. Do we think that was a good thing? Do we think that was like, uh, uh, what do you call it? A, Oh, there's a word I'm trying to think of. Like it's, um, like it's taking us, not taking us for granted. What the fuck is the word? Like it's um, patronizing. Do we think that scene is patronizing to us? Like, do we think? Does it think that we're too stupid to see what it's saying? Is it too much? Is it too little? Is it perfect? Like, what I, do we think of that? I, that's funny that you say. I didn't think that way, but it is funny that you say it that way because mm-hmm. I could see it almost doing that now that you're saying it. Yeah in a patronizing way, like the crowd that's watching this probably doesn't understand, right? They probably came for a nudie picture, but they don't know. Right, 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 right. What are those things? Right, right. that's what I was could trying be to get at. It could be. I didn't think of that that way. I just thought it was, uh, I thought that was like the biggest parody part of the movie, uh, of them giving like this thing. And that's such a trope. Like, you know, uh, little Johnny did this in the end and, you know, he learned the value what movie, of, uh, what movies? No, that's just like tropey of like, of that generation of that stuff going on. It's like an end of an episode of leave it to beaver or something, you know, like shit like that. That's what it felt like. Hmm. Like it's, that's not necessarily. Episodically, yes, I can see that. I can't think of a movie that does it though. That, well, yeah, so I'm saying that I don't think of a, I'm not thinking of a movie. I'm just thinking like of that generation. I know. No. Yeah. Um, I see what you're saying now. I just didn't before. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Luke? Did you like that ending with this explanation of everyone's endings, essentially? Like their biggest problem on World Senior. Wasn't the ending just them um, getting married? That's what I'm trying to think. No, no, the ending of the narrator, the narrator explaining all the, the characters, narrator. like all their problems. Like, Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's. Is that why you were so lost? <laughs> yeah, for a second. I'm like, this is fucking so weird. It was so weird. It's like, we're going to add depth to this movie at the very fucking end. <laughs> We're gonna that's give what you made me laugh so hard. It's it's funny funny I saw the, the death going in. It's so did I, but it's so weird. funny that it had to be told to you. That's what's so funny. <laughs> well, I found that funny. Well, I found no, it. I get that. Just I get so that. you don't think you only saw this movie for tits and ass, guess <laughs> what you could talk <laughs> right. to Right. So you did think movie. that. You do think yeah. that's what it was for. Like, it's more of a joke. Um, that's why I was asking. I mean, the movie is a joke in itself. I don't know if it is. I mean, I think it is. A large part of it is a joke. But... I also, like, I saw that ending completely differently. Like, I saw it part funny, but also I also didn't pay attention to the boxer character, nor, or, or the DJ, is it a Z-Man? That was his name? The, the, the guy who Z-Man. ruled all the parties? Yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. really pay that much attention to Z-Man, even though he was hardcore with that sword. Uh, yeah. He went straight to murder. And I don't know what the hell is with the Nazi... But whatever. <laughs> well, he, he was Russian. That was, was the like, costume thing, Borman. right? It was a costume, yeah. Yeah, Borman. He wasn't yeah. Borman, but they call him Borman. Otto? Sure. I don't remember. Yeah, like those moments makes it seem like it is a parody. It is jokey. But also like they were right also. You know, like it's both. Like don't like and don't be a menace. Like they're not right about anything other than the times right. the guy says message. Like, yeah. which is yeah, also yeah. portrayed to be a laugh, but the most of the movie isn't doing that, isn't leading those. Thre- like, right. I think this movie has much more of a pronounced leading into that. That is there. Like, it's it's both being truthful and making a joke out of it. 
Yeah, I also <laughs> and also towards the end of the movie, I get what yeah. you're saying. I just yeah, it's, uh, uh, there's another funny part where I laughed. I don't know if you guys saw it or not. So during the credits, he that credits, but it's like during the end of the movie where you know, like he started walking again. You know, like thank God. Oh my God, that thing. scene. Yes. That's, did you guys see that when he's walking and they're walking, they're crossing yeah. a they're crossing yeah, a the fucking log. <laughs> yeah, <they're> like, <laughs> Oh my god! I was dying. I was like, "Why would she make him go through there?" And he's like trying to balance. <laughs> I was dying. I was. Yeah, dying. I that was, was like, really what? funny. That was. Really and I was funny. like, "Why?" I go, "Why?" That was really funny. I was like, "That's so funny." It's Again, so another stupid. moment that makes it seem like it's definitely a parody of this shit. It's yeah, definitely a parody. It's just, I know we're having fun, but man, I just it, it is like it is sadly. A little bit more few and far between. I wonder. Right? It's like it's like clumped up together. I wonder. It's like clumped up in spots. Is this? Do we? I don't want to give this movie an insane amount of credit because I'm not trying to do that. But like, is it also? Is this movie clever enough to have gone for the X rating as a way as a means to parody what they're always afraid to show you in these rags to riches, back to rags stories that we've seen many times? That Valley of the Dolls seems to be about as well. Uh, rags to riches to rags. Yeah, because there's a there's a rise and fall. Yeah, I guess. It's like Goodfellas, you know, rags to ball, rags. It goes up and down. Yeah, it ends in a down. But yes, I don't think it's the. I don't think that's what the X rating was there for. But... I, I, yeah, I'm not trying to do that. I don't think it's true either. But I'm just asking because it's maybe possible. No, I don't. I don't see that. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I get what you're saying, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I can't give. If them I don't that ask the question, I, I don't know. I, I just I just can't no. I mean, based on again, based on the director's last, titles that I mentioned, I don't think he's. In, I think he's just into, fucking, yeah. you know, tits well, math. Uh, hold on. According to uh, according to IMDb here, uh-huh. I'm reading stuff, it says uh, <laughs> in Ebert's auto co- audio commentary in the DVD, Russ Meyer was unaware that the film would get an X rating. Executives had intended for the movie to be hard R. And Meyer omitted significant amounts of nudity in the final edit. Aver says that Meyer wanted to add much of the excised footage back to the edit following the MPAA's X rating, but there wasn't enough time to do so. So once he got the X rating, he was like, well, fucking let's add all that extra nudity we got in this yeah, bitch. But he couldn't do it. But he didn't think he was going to get an X rating. He thought he was just going to get a hard R. Because, uh, you know, I mean, now Wait, they Ebert or Russ Meyer? I mean, I bet you a lot of people got Oh, Russ Meyer that. didn't know that. Right. Ebert gave the commentary in the DVD later when it came out. You know, it makes sense of uh, it. Have you ever seen the documentary Life Itself or anything on Ebert? No. Uh, y- yes, I have. I have, actually. I don't Sorry. believe I have. It's good. It's a really good documentary and gr- a good book, too. Um, but there's like there's a part of this, you know, this, this is in the movie a little bit, like a tiny chapter, of course, a tiny bit of it. But like. It kind of makes a little sense. Like, he was very gregarious. He was very outgoing. A lot of bars. He was basically an alcoholic, Ebert. And, like, would always, like, flirt with everyone, you know, like, be very, like, grander than he is. You know what I mean? Like, bigger than life kind of guy. And it totally makes a little sense on this movie when you think that. (laughs) Right? Like, how he would write this and come about to making this film. And not make anything else, movie-wise. I'm saying he just goes into film critique, right? That's interesting. I just think that's a weird chapter. Must be a weird chapter. I have no idea what to think of it. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, I have no problem groovy. I'm like, I'm very like pro hippie in this sense. Like, yeah, yeah, sex positive. It's going nuts. I don't care. You know, like if that's the point of the movie, I'm fine with it. Obviously, it helps that I found other things to latch onto this movie that has some substance. But overall, yeah, this movie is not substantive. It's not really that substantive. 
Yeah, yeah. But I do love how it's inspired, like you're saying, possibly Austin Powers, if not many other movies and tropes that yeah. it could have done. Because again, we, but we're also not experts of the time period of the 70s and earlier. We, we're experts on 80s and higher. I think we got a lot of good handle on those. But like anything before that, we're not the best handlers at it. So I don't know. Maybe it is much more of a parody than we imagine it is. Uh, I don't know for sure. I just know that it is a parody of Valley of the Dolls, but where it is a parody, it's also major differences from Valley of the Dolls. Like, it's both those things. Um, anyway, it's interesting. Yeah. No, no I, I, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I agree. It is. I agree. It is interesting. Uh, and it, it is, you are God 100% damn, right. Hot. I was going to say this that. Is, <laughs> every, I do agree with you. We don't, we don't have the, we don't have the knowledge. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Very top heavy. Um, <laughs> What's it called? Uh, we don't have the knowledge as much as we do, in the, or the grasp of those, that era. In yeah, I mean, Oscar does because he's lived through it. Okay, <laughs> I wish I lived through that. I, I, right? <laughs> Let's just say that I wish I was the same then. Um, yeah. No, no, no. Because um, that's how that's how that's how uh, AIDS came about. By the way, <laughs> a lot of unprotected yeah. sex, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a whole. I mean, I'm not gonna say what's your best scene because what the fuck is that? Um, what's your What's your favorite cut? That's what you should ask. Oh my god, fuck off! <laughs> like just the rest like, best cut. I, I mean, I was like, what I hated most is the, the most fake instruments. <laughs> the fake instrument playing. I was like, that was so fake. Even the singing <laughs> was super like voiced over kind of thing, which is fine. Which I get, but come on, <laughs> learn how to play a bass for fuck's no, sake. Yeah, yeah, they did not know. <laughs> They were like the five, six, seven, eights, but without any talent. Um, uh, so uh, I did, I did find that scene thrilling though. When fucking Z-Man starts killing everyone, and he notices that she's missing. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Jess? I don't remember her name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the the third member there, uh, and she goes hiding in the thing, and she makes it out of the room. Like I found that kind of thrilling. That was a really cool scene. Like I didn't want her to die, and then she died, and then she picked the worst hiding spot, and she dies, and they get there. Like that was kind of sad. And that was kind of a suspenseful. I don't know. I found that pretty yeah. successful. Honestly, like, you know, I will. I also was given. It did give me like Vincent Price movies. Also, like Hawthorne there's some of that too. Kind yes. of stuff. I, yes. I I got a lot of that. So I forgot to mention that. Um, I just couldn't think of like some. I couldn't think of the name of the movie. I, I always know Vincent Price. I just couldn't think of the movie. Yeah. But anyways, it gave me that. Like especially during the when he renames the band when he when uh, Z kind of takes over the band, yeah. right? Managing the band, and he renames it, and they give like those those close or those like um. Those uh, uh, faded out or opaque ver- uh, pictures or uh, what's it called? Uh, showings of uh, of Harris and Z. Yeah. You know, like that. And then also, the, obviously, the whole like the whole end of the movie and the beginning of the movie, right? Yeah. Of that whole scene. And all of that reminded me a lot of like horror aspect of Vincent Price. And is it is it making fun of that? That could, does it, I, I could see that because those movies are from like 60s, right? I 50s think and 60s. so. Yeah, 50s and 60s. That was his heyday for sure. Let me take a look. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, House of Haunted Hills, 59. 59 so. yeah. Wow, 59. I wish the 60s. Crazy year, huh? For yeah, I guess so. Um, nice try. Um, uh, anything else on the movie? Mm. Well, I think we have a hard out now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got nothing. I yeah, mean, me I think this movie was a, a fucking super crazy cut movie. Like, it felt like a crazy ride. It felt like a time period that I never will understand, despite what Luke says. And I find it very kind of sexy and weird. It's uh, Sorry that we got cut off. Either way, we're about to end the segment. Uh, technical difficulties. Um, 
anyway, super crazy, sexy, weird movie. Watch it or don't watch it. It's a unique experience. Uh, we're going to end our review of Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. And that is it for our show. You have been listening to another movie podcast. Do not forget that we come out every other Wednesday, bi-weekly as this. And next time, Luke is picking those movies. Hey. What are those movies? Uh, well, we're going to do Gran Turismo. Beyond beyond story. the Valley of the Dolls. Beyond Beyond <laughs> Extra of the Super Vixens. Yeah. That's the name. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so Gran Turismo based on a true story because mm. apparently that's the whole fucking title. Is it really? Is uh, it? it seems like it. Okay, we'll find that. I'll look it up. Uh, so there's <laughs> that. I'll look it up. Because of the strike, a lot of movies are not coming out. Yeah. So I am. We are. It is not. It's just called no. Gran Turismo. Oh, okay. Thank God. It just seems like every time I see it, this is thank God. A true story. I don't know. Anywho, here. <laughs> then. Um, the second movie is up in the air. I'm trying to shoot for Slaughterhouse. Wait, yeah, what sales? That's an old movie. Shut up. Slaughterhouse. Slaughterhouse. A horror movie yeah. about a sloth, I'm guessing. Yeah, exactly. Now, there's a backup to this, right? <laughs> there's a backup. Now we can do um Slaughterhouse Rules. The what is it? Extradition 2? Extraction or, 2. Like Extraction 2. <laughs> Extradition. <laughs> the much more boring or, paper or, film bureaucracy <laughs> red tape of extracting some criminal from Venezuela or something. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, too many E's. Too many. Uh, you know, um, yeah. Equalizer three. <laughs> You're the latest. One of them. One of them. Okay, so e- and for the parody. Movie, so we, so, so the second movie could be one of three movies. I'm just glad yes. it's either Slaughterhouse. Extradition to extraction. See, you got me fucked up. Extraction two, which is on Netflix, it has been on Netflix yes. for about a month, and then Equalizer three, which is coming to theaters. Yes. Okay, pick one of those two because no- <laughs> we will no. find out which one. No, no. Pick one now. <laughs> okay, whatever. No. Fine, fine. Okay. You usually have a backup. You don't have a backup. For a yeah, backup. you have two backups. I mean, we know Equalizer you, is coming out. You never know. Okay, you never right, know. Fine. And then for the parody movie, we are going to watch Galaxy Quest. Excellent film. Nope. I haven't seen it in a minute. In a while. So. I've never seen this movie. Oh, man. You're in for a ride, especially since you're such a yeah. Trekkie. I might watch some home improvement just to get my, uh, you know, Tim Allen going. No, ew. Ew and everything you said. Uh, So those are the movies. Check them out and check us out in two weeks. Until then, I am Oscar. And Luke. (laughs) And Ralph. See you later. God damn it. (laughs) Slaughterhouse rules. (laughs)